In the beginning, there were many sad panda in the land. The Lord God Hawkin looked down upon and had the lulls. Pandas, he proclaimed, I shall lead you out of the outland and into yet another message board. The pandas were elated. After finishing their travels to the new homeland, they wondered what shall they do first. Thus the Lord God Hawkin bestowed upon them Rob and Siege. Rob was cut from the hell sparky in cloth, while Siege was cut from ham. Read it again! Rob was cut from the hell sparky in cloth, and Siege was cut from ham. Forging a new land serious business, so orders were issued throughout the community. Spread the word, listen to the weekly call. Leave messages and talk about which amuses you. The pandas were amused. In the coming weeks and months saw the panda nation grow. The Lord God watched as Rob and CJ begat Leslie. Leslie begat H-Bar. H-Bar didn't beget anyone since a recent state constitutional amendment. Read it again! H-Bar didn't beget anyone since a recent state constitutional amendment. This made a portion of the panda community sad. Proclamations were sent back to the older homeland, asking for others to join the pandas. This is when the plague hit. When the chief panda was asked for a cure, he found himself before Pariah Panda. And so ends book one. Stay tuned for book two in future installments. And send donations to BraindeadRadio.com. Amen, Brother Panda. Give me money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Continuing to died. On like Donkey Kong. Kill the I'm Rob Hughes. I'm CJ Larson. And it's episode 10, motherfuckers. Episode 10. 10. We're talking double digits. Double digits. A little, um, is it a PSA or is it more of like, the more you know, we have been drinking. Yes, Rob got me to drink. Yes, so uh, if you're an older fan of uh, podcast, podcast podcast.com, 78 episodes, check it out. You will notice that there was one episode out of 78 where CJ drank. <laughs> one. And yeah. people said it was the funniest episode ever. Really? So now that's a lot of pressure on you now. So I'm become like an alcoholic comic. I like, hope so. I'm only funny on stage when I'm fucking drunk like Ron White. I fucking hope so. Ron White's hilarious. Give him my fucking Jack and Coke and some ice. I love Ron White. Not just like, bad. you I can know. hear the fucking clinking in the glass. Clinkity, clinkity, clink, clink, clank. So right off the bat, I just want to apologize to you, CJ. Completely honest, not making fun, not being pretentious, not joking, nothing. I want to apologize for me uh, last episode around about an hour and a half in when we talked about video games, and I kind of beat you down regarding Dragon Age. Um, 
A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Um, I spent 30 minutes previous to that building you up. And then I brought you down with Dragon Age. So, for the listeners out there, could you please reiterate why you thought Dragon Age is the best game that you played all year? Because you did, and I kind of talked over it. So Yeah, I mean, considering how much I played it. I mean, yeah, I, so you do like the game, correct? Yeah, and I I know that it's kind of built on, like, KOTOR mechanics. Is that correct? Is that um, a... Well, you, you kind of you have the the, 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 the the moral system, and it's kind of, um, it's kind of, even it's kind of an extension of Baldur's Gate 2. Baldur's but Gate more, is even um, better. Yeah, yeah, more refined. Comparison. Um, it was, I was not a fan of it. Uh, if you I never played episode. any of those games, so I'm coming at this from like a brand new fucking perspective, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it had been hyped to me a bit, and I was wondering if it was going to live up to the hype. And I, I liked it. I liked the way the tactics work. I'm sure that yes, it is better on PC, and I've heard that from people who I know who play the PC one and are all into it. Uh, but tactics for me on 360 works fine. A um, little bit of, you know, bugginess as far as uh, your targeting and whatnot is a little bit glitchy sometimes. Uh, camera angles can be a little better. Uh, graphics, yeah, they're dumbed down a bit for the 360. But, eh, you know, I, that none of that really bothers me that much. What I like is the characters actually have personality. Uh, the choices you can make in the game are actually, you know, different each time you go through. You can get some different choices happening, which makes the replayability a little better because in general, replayability in that game without the different choices would be kind of non-existent. Now, just quick to refresh my memory, sir. You were not a huge fan of Mass Effect, correct? No, but it wasn't so much the combat in that game. I got stuck on the fucking Land Rover shit. Now, and then I just got derailed from there because I did not like it. I couldn't get past it. It just bugged the shit out of me. Now, just to be, just to be, I know some of the listeners are like really. And the elevators kind of annoyed this me too. again. Yeah. I feel bad for some of the listeners, but I have to give you your due. You enjoy the story of Dragon Age, correct? Yeah. You know what's going on. Like, it, you're not just. It's very Lord of the Rings. You're not in love with the game because you're able to fuck chicks in chainmail and have sword. Like, you know the story. If I was to be like, so what is Morgan's backstory? You could tell me, correct? Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm just making sure that you, because for me, I love a lot of sci-fi games because they're sci-fi, so I can look past a lot of the, let's say, um, the glaring imperfections, if you were. Uh, when it comes to Dragon Age, I couldn't look past anything because I really just hate the setting, and I admit that I'm just I'm not a huge fan of fantasy. You are. Um, I'm a big fantasy nerd, man. I love and Lord I mean, of the Rings yeah, shit. I, hey, most of my favorite yeah, games man. are fantasy based. I'm with so. you, dude. I'm with you. I just I just want to make That's sure just that. That's preference. I mean, okay. I love sci-fi stuff too. So, you dig the game, I kind of beat you down like a pissed off gym teacher, I feel kind of like a dick, everybody called me on it. Um, I took it well, didn't I? You did, you did, you, did, you shouldn't have to, um, uh, and the text time I do that, you just need to kick me in the dick right in the podcast, and then I'll shut up and you you, you talk, so I apologize for, for, for doing that. Um, I still personally think the game sucks, personally. Um, You're not the only one. I mean, I, Well, for the 360. For the three, yeah. I guess for the 360. Even in general, I've heard plenty here. of hate uh, from people, but uh, it does tend to be the people who are into the like fantasy stuff really like it, and I'm definitely not alone in thinking that it's a really fucking good game. Oh, I'm with. Like, you. It's not like I'm saying fucking. You're like some Mega Man Soccer. Yeah. That's nine out of ten. I don't care what the fuck. <laughs> yeah, fucking I don't IGN care. Said. Nope. Who gives a shit? Or I got nobody standing behind me this time. There's some people standing behind me, but yeah. you got your people too. It's a very divisive game. It does. It splits you know? the parties down the middle. Bioware is a divider, not a uniter. That I and other people can agree with. So I apologize. Thank you for uh, um, 
you made your case. You made your case. Um, right off the bat here, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Summit Extra Pale Ale. If you want extra pale ale, you go Summit. That's not a real plug. It's just made that up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, we're, not, we're not provided by anybody. No one gives a shit about us. But I have to say, um, a guy on the board, one Mr. Howard, um, a big fan of us, uh, is a is a, is a pro, prolific. Wait, is that pro, prolific? Is that a word? Prolific. Prolific member of our boards. He's been drinking. I've been drinking. I've been drinking a lot. This is going to be a slurred podcast. Has been for weeks trying to get me to drink a beer called Shiner Bach. Shutterbach beer made in Whoa, good old the Texas. Shutterbach, yeah. Actually, it's made in Texas, so it's kind of like uh, Pee Wee's uh, Big Adventure, uh, the basement of the Alamo. Possibly they they, they make this beer, and uh, I have to say, eh, eh, kind of sweet. Ich bin ein Shutterbachen. Ich bin ein not Shutterbachen. <laughs> um, would I drink this uh, after today? No. Uh, no. Too not sweet. So much. It, sweet. It tastes. For Midwesterners and possibly outside the Midwest, maybe it tastes like uh, Lining Kugel's Honey Vice. Um, another German beer, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of Honey Vice. This kind of tastes like it's, it's very sweet. Uh, so Howard, um, I, I don't know what to say. You're kind of a dick. Um, I think I've said plenty of times I don't like sweet beer, and you're like, hey, drink drink this. It's great. Kind of sweet. I like my beer bitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I'm going to drink it. I'm going to hate drink it. Like, you know, you want to hate fuck someone? I'm going to hate drink this beer. So uh, we're about six minutes into the podcast here, and uh, you might hear some hate. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to direct it towards you today. Nice. I'm going to internalize my hate, and I'm going to start cutting myself during the podcast from now on. Fair enough. Yeah. So I figured I'll take the hate away from you. I'll cut myself, and uh, as long as I don't lose too much blood, um, which I might because of how much beer I've been drinking, we'll see what happens. We you get a little uh, like Hellraiser two going on. Oh God, the great doctor is gonna come visit me, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Pain is pleasure. Pain is pleasure. So CJ, what has been going on for with with you in the last week? Um, you, 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 well, after my verbal beatdown, I went home and kind of reflected on my life, and uh, no, it was it was a bit of a dark time for me. I wandered the streets alone in the rain, and it was you know. Did you wander the lonely tough. streets? I did. Um, I played Bittersweet Symphony on a loop uh, on I headphones. You, oh, I thought you were going to do the, the Broken Road song by Green Day. I walk oh, these lonely song. streets. <laughs> do, 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 do. No, none of that? No, not so much. Um, no, I, I prefer the verb, I believe. The verb pipe. The verb pipe. The verb. Sorry, it, it's so confusing. Well, yeah. they had the verb, the verb pipe. It's just like, yeah. who thinks of those names? I, I want to be the verb. There's already a band like that. Oh, I'd pipe to the end. <laughs> the first word that popped. No, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so, but in all seriousness, um, I, after getting a bit of a verbal beatdown about, not about Dragon Age, but about not watching um, all the stuff that you borrowed me. Uh, Tell me you made watched an effort to watch at least one between the last time and this time. Side note, and a kind of a little um, another reason you should join our boards. Did you watch this movie after I sent you a drunken message on Xbox for searching on Netflix when you had my movies, or did you watch it before? Uh, this was after. Yes, <laughs> it was after. Mm, um, vindication. But you shouldn't feel that you have such power over me. I, know, that I just thought it was funny. That was the reason why I watched it. 
Nor should you believe, like you said on the boards, that as soon as you sent it to me, all of a sudden I was like, oh shit, I'm fucking like shaking. Okay, and so, I'm like, well, I can't hit the buttons no, quick no, enough no. to get out of the Netflix menu. <laughs> oh god, I don't remember oh, how the shit. controller works. <laughs> no, no, the story fucking was... having like NOM no, flashbacks the, and shit. The story was, I was playing, a quick side note, I was playing 1 versus 100 with Leslie, uh, Nate from the boards, and his woman Ingrid, and... Uh, it was at a pause, it was a break, and I saw you come on and said, Dr. Zombie PhD's online. I'm like, oh shit, let's invite CJ in. And I saw you on Netflix. It said Netflix looking through Q. And I was drunk. I was drunk. I'm an alcoholic. So I was like, no, this is bullshit. Fucking CJ. I plugged in my mic and I was like, you motherfucker, you, you better be watching my movies and none of this family ties, bullshit, sliders, movies. I sent it to you, and on my end, on my end, 30 seconds later, after I sent it to you and I answered one question, one versus 100, I went back to the Xbox Blade system, and I saw your name, and you were no longer in Netflix, you were at the dashboard. It's funny, because It made I, me laugh. I, I just, was going to, out of spite, start playing Dragon Age, but <laughs> I didn't really feel like it at the time. I didn't really want to commit to it, just for spite reasons. So that's why you're better than me, sir. At that point, I just went and did something else. I think, but it wasn't took a nap. Yeah, ate some bamboo. Uh, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I climbed, climbed the bamboo, and then I eat it. You know, that works out. So yeah. you watched the movie. You watched. You watched. You watched one of my many movies that uh, one I gave of you. many. Yes. I'm hoping that there's there's one that I'm hoping you watch because if you're a fan of Pod Cost, I had mentioned this one movie many of times, and you had said, "I'll put it on my queue. I'll put it on my queue." You never did. What movie did you watch of mine? Uh, well, one thing that weighed my decision was that I watched it with my wife. Okay. And your wife, and, and we talk about this many of times, just like Leslie, your wife is sometimes not, not a fan of everything. Not super into the sci-fi, not super into the fantasy type stuff. Okay, I have one movie in my head that I think you might have watched. What did you watch? Speed Racer. Oh, that was the only movie I thought of. But you watched it on Blu-ray? Yes. And? And that was one reason why, like, I, I told her, I'm like, well... Because she, you know, she not like she didn't want to see it, but, like, I was also, like, well, it looks really fucking cool on Blu-ray. I was against it and in the theaters. I thought like, it looked stupid in the theaters. Yeah, I mean, and so did I. Yeah. But then you showed me a small clip of it in Blu-ray. It's F-Zero! <laughs> and it, it's fucking trippy. Like, the the transitions are crazy. Uh, the color, I think we talked about this once already, but quickly. But you the transitions are great. It. The colors are fucking crazy vibrant and just like jumping out at you you know it's like watching um living anime yeah i mean the it, it's crazy like the the way things pop and the, the colors it, the colors fucking jump out at you like a fucking hobo in a fun house is ready to stab you in the gut you know what else jumps out at you hmm. susan saran's tits in that movie oh yeah, yeah i seriously and this i'm not saying i'm not talking for you i'm talking for myself only if given the chance, I would fuck the hell out of Susan Sarandon's tits. So for you, it wasn't uh, all about... Uh, John Goodman? <laughs> well, you know, that must Well, I mean, I do... I've always said before, if I was yeah. going to be gay, I'd be the guys that go after the bears. Mm -hmm. So, CJ, if I was be, gay, looking, I might go after you. You'd be like, some kind you, of sir. a mustache ride? I would. Uh, who yeah. wants a mustache ride? I do. <laughs> I do. I preferred Susan Sarandon over Christina Ricci in that movie. Really? You know why? I don't have to disagree with that. I love me some Susan Sarandon boobs. Christina Ricci's hot, Christina but she Ricci, looks though. like a fucking gray alien now. She I don't know, used to look still, good. That still doesn't bother me. See, I don't. Well, yeah, because she, looked, she looked good one when she was like twelve. She looked good if she was Wednesday Adams. <laughs> I was like, that's right. You're dark. That's <laughs> right. You're wearing the black. In like the I ice storm. 
I, I do when I stun. Yeah. No. I, at the, at time. It's time. It's time. It's time. time. It's time. It's time. It's all relative. Time <laughs> is relative, people. Time is relative. Rob is not a pedophile. Uh, no. To be honest, and I, and you're not the only one. I've gotten mad. I've, I remember my buddy Crafto. I think I brought it up. We were at lunch one day, and for some reason, I'm like, you know who I fuck? Susan Sarandon. We're eating like a fucking hamburger, and it just came to my mind, like I do with you sometimes. He did not take it like you would. He'd be like, really? He was like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I'd fuck Susan Sarandon, wouldn't you? And he had the most disgusted look on his face. I didn't say I was really down with that idea, but I, mean, I, I don't see, both. I don't I see how both. it's like, I, don't, I, I wouldn't both. be like, that's disgusting. Well, yeah, I mean, it. But I, yeah. I do them both. Yeah. But I mean, if I had a choice, got, yeah. if I had a choice, Susan Sarandon, she smokes weed. Does and she? she's got a hot ass daughter with, with even bigger tits. Was so that part a, of Speed Racer I missed where she's like fucking, all right, Speed, let's rip the bong, do it fast, like you're racing the car. Did you notice the movie? That whole movie was well, like yeah. encased in yeah. bong smoke. <laughs> like, hey guys, this chimp's hanging out with this little kid and they're doing anime fighting shit. Does it make sense? Nope, when you're stoned, it kind of does. That's the Wachowskis. Now, I'd bang them both, but I got a thing for Sarandon, man. I don't know. I think it's you all do from... a line of coke off of Goodman's mustache. Oh my god, are you kidding me? I'd be like, line it up, Goodman. <laughs> Remember Roseanne? <laughs> That's exactly how I would do. Like, oh yeah, Darla, Darla. <laughs> no, I was, I, I was, I've been a huge fan of Saranen since Bull Durham. Uh, not me really. I mean, I can understand uh, where you're coming from I don't know there. What it is, man. Uh, but no, it doesn't really do anything for me. <sighs> but I, I, I'm okay I, with it though. I'm like, yeah, you go for it. You I like know? the She's mature right. ladies. It's right. I like the mature ladies. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. You know why? Why? Remember when I was a kid? You watch, watch the Golden Girls. I watched the Golden Girls. Yeah. I mean, that's how I grew up. But Golden yeah. Girls, my, my grandma lived with us. We're kind of like you a tape Chinese. tape it and wear out we, that we were tape, kind right? of like a Chinese family. Like, we yeah. had like five generations living with us. It was mm. weird. And my grandma watched the Golden Girls a lot. And she had like the best TV in the house, in her bedroom. So I'd watch it with her. And I didn't get a lot of the crazy menopause jokes. I didn't get the, you know, the dryness jokes. But I was like, okay, I like this. And I remember specifically at the time, we're talking, this is ha this has to be like... It's going to turn into some kind of spanking the monkey type no, no, thing? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm 28 years old, so this was about 20 years ago. I mean, I seriously was between the ages of 8 and 10 when that show was on television and it wasn't reruns. I specifically at the time, my dad mentioned at one point, like, I totally fuck Rue McClanahan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's a slut. I remember thinking like, oh my god, what? Now, now I'm not saying that I would fuck Rue McClanahan even back then. Because, mm. no, uh-uh. But now I kind of get the, the older the berry, the sweeter the juice. Kind of get that. Kind of do. They, they don't have the hang-ups. They don't got the weird stuff. They're just like, what? What? I'm at my sexual peak right now. And bring it. And I'm like, mm. I get it. I so get like it. when you were like a, a kid, like... All your friends are like renting porkies and you're fucking renting like fried green tomatoes. Oh my god, you Kathy Bates? Yeah, Jessica Tandy. I was renting batteries not included. <laughs> I'm like, that's right, put those batteries in, that's mm-hmm. Uh no, no, I never I never drug it to either Kathy Bates or uh Jessica Tandy. Uh 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 Mary Liz uh uh what's her name? Uh from Fried Green Tomato, the chick that's in weeds, I did uh jerk it to. Uh, I can't remember her name right now. I don't remember. I'm failing her. so hard. Mary. I've never actually seen Fried Green Tomatoes. All I know is that Mary Jessica Lu Tandy was no, in it. Mary Louise Parker. She uh -huh. was in Fried Green Tomatoes, and she you're like, oh, she's not that attractive. Now she's like 45, and she's in weeds. And I, every time I watch that, she's like half naked, and I'm just like, oh my god, I want to age that well. I want to be 45, and I want like 18 year old girls to be like, I would fuck the hell out of that internet celebrity Rob Hughes. 
<laughs> so let's hope I have 15 more years to become an internet celebrity. All right. Let's hope we can do this. So did your wife like Speed Racer? Was she, was she, uh, yeah, she was all right. But then, I mean, it's not like it's not like a big story, and it's just no. I mean, you know, as far as the story, and I think also a lot of the racing was kind of hard to follow because it's so fast paced. You know, isn't it awesome looking though? But it's awesome looking, and I think you know she could appreciate that too with the Blu-ray stuff. And I think actually she probably liked a lot of the outside of the racing stuff because even that looks fucking crazy. Actually, some of that is actually more engaging than the racing. Cause, the I kid mean, stuff when he's a kid and it's all like bright colors. Yeah, and that's like, yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, that stuff was great. And it made me think like, okay, if a better movie was stylized in the same way, it would be fucking pimp shit. You know, like if you're like uh, something like, you know, like Fido. You know, yeah. was stylized a little bit like that. But if it had the budget behind it... If it bumped it up to that level. And it had the fucking zombie story and shit, and it had that crazy stylized look to it, that movie would have been fucking like three or four times as better, or better than it was, as better than it was. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... It was, Fido, I mean, Fido wasn't a bad... Fido wasn't a bad flick at all. I mean, A, I got a hard-on for Carrie Ann Moss, a, and, 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 and B, I have a hard-on for the 50s aesthetic of women. Not that the whole stay in the kitchen, make the babies, cook and clean. Just the idea that these chicks are dirty as shit underneath these polka dot dresses, high heels, and pearl necklaces. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, wait, you're very, you're very prim and proper, but you know in the bedroom they're dirtier than shit. <laughs> That's what I like. And Fido yeah. actually was pretty great for the fact that... It's a whole uh, new spin on Leave it to Beaver for you. Oh, my God. Seriously, are you kidding me? June Beaver or whatever? Oh, dude, I got a fucking... Pin-up girls, man. My, like, ideal woman is, like, Leslie in the 50s. She's great as fuck now. Like I love her to death now, but I want to see Leslie in like the, the 1950s, 50s, like the the painting on the side of the airplane. Yes, like Enola thing. Gay style, fucking mm. Watchmen style, fucking uh, Silk Spectre, all all kind of like dressed up with the heels. But and it's just it has like just a twinge of dirtiness, but it's still very wholesome. That's kind of that's exactly kind of what I'm a fan at hmm. of. Of, of, of what I'm of what I'm doing here and uh, it turns out uh, side note Leslie just showed up and she has um, a bevy of gifts uh, say hello to our great listeners hello listeners um, she is holding out what looks to be a giant hostess cupcake in a fancy fancy oh is this oh <laughs> I just think I just came a bit so she got me a fucking... Relax the frosting. <laughs> she got me a... Oh. Okay. I got a kick-ass cupcake, listeners, which is great because I've been working out and not eating sweets. So hooray. And... Oh. Is this a... Is this, is this ribeye? What is this? Is this a strip? Is this a strip? <gasps> and I got uh, a kick-ass New, New York, York strip, strip steak. Mm -hmm. Oh, from Byerly's. From by so what oh. is your favorite cut of steak? Ribeye. Ribeye. My favorite is dry aged ribeye mm -hmm. because I like it a little bit thicker, a little bit bigger, a little bit wider. Mm -hmm. But a strip, if it's cut right, and Byerly's here is expensive. I, if I can get oh. a good strip, I prefer New York strip because I'm not a big fan of the bone. Yeah, no, I hate bone. I yeah. hate bone. I always get bone. It's always ribeye. fat, like around the bone, which is kind of gross. I'm not a fan of bone because it takes up a lot of the steak. It does. It takes up. Oh, a lot of but steak. I got a boneless New York strip steak. Oh, and. I got the motherfucking Hurt Locker on Blu-ray. Oh my god! No. Oh my god! This is we're gonna talk about this no, later. The Hurt Locker. Uh, oh my god! I was listening to I believe some kind of NPR type thing, doing some uh, top time. films of this year. Yes. And that made just about every top. Goodbye, listeners. Oh. <laughs> and goodbye, listeners. <laughs> uh, but that made a lot of the the top, top lists. lists. Yeah. You know. I have no idea what it's about. 
Really? I just know that it's done by uh, I just James. Know that it's supposed to be really good. I just know it's been done by James Cameron's ex-wife, Catherine Bigelow, who um, mm. directed Strange Days, which I love. One of my oh, favorite. Oh, really? I love Ray that movie. Fine movies. Uh, Angela Bassett's a badass in that. Strange uh, Days is great. Yeah, Tom's Tom Sizemore, nice mm -hmm. skeezer. Yeah, I, I, I never got a chance to see uh, the Hurt Locker in the theaters. Um, it came out and it was plain, but it was just during a time when we were really just not spending money on movies and everything. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, that movie apparently has just been getting rave reviews across the board. Hmm. And I actually went to go buy it on Tuesday when it came out, and it was sold out at Best Buy. It was oh, sold out rare. at Target. Um, it was sold out. I mean, everywhere I went, it was sold out. Like, it was just like sold out. So hmm. I'm really excited to get that. So, once again, listeners, uh, Leslie is awesome, she's a great lay. And um, if she was in the 50s, I'd be in heaven right now because she'd be wearing a pearl necklace when she brought me my steak. And that would be sexy. So I'm glad you like Speed Racer. I'm glad. Did you bring it back, though? Did I you didn't. bring it over here? You did not. I you didn't. watched it, but you didn't bring it. And I, it's funny because I, I thought fine. about I'm it this morning. Gonna, I'm like, not going to watch it right after I left my it. house and I locked the door and I was carrying shit. And I'm like, I could go back and get Speed Racer <laughs> for Rob. So you remembered but it before you got point, your car. Yeah, nice. I did. But at that point, I didn't want to go unlock and do all the shit and track fucking snow because it's Minnesota into the house. Don't you have a mud room before you go into your door? I think I remember you mentioning that you had like a mud room. And you know, I suppose this wouldn't really. I could have done that. I, I could have left my shoes out there. But you leave your shoes in the mud room, and there's no heat out there. So then you're fucking putting your feet into like fucking icicles. It really sucks. Now, it's see, cold. I wouldn't know that because you've had your house for a long time now, and I've yet to be oh, invited we to your house. Week. No, I've yet to be invited to your house, though, and I'm not going to invite myself over. Mm -hmm. Um, that seems to me kind of weird. Why have you not invited me to your house, CJ? I'm waiting until I get my awesome man cave basement finished. So okay, so it just has to. Do with, it just has small, to do with your man cave. It's not really much. I mean, so it's just your man. If we're cave. gonna be doing what we would do, which is music and fucking recording and other shit, stuff. Yes, I don't have any of that set up yet because I need my basement. So it has nothing to do with the fact that you don't want me at your house because I'm an asshole or that your wife, your wife doesn't like Does your wife like me? Does she like have a problem with me? Because she might listen to the podcast. And once again, I have to reiterate, there's always two sides to any story. Mm -hmm. You might hear me go off on CJ about something stupid, but what you don't know is that he did something stupid equally as stupid earlier. That is not recorded. Does she hate me? I only met her once. I've known you for like 50 yeah. years. I only met her once. Does she hate me? I don't. I don't think she hates you, but you have to. Uh, oh, you have to take... it's coming out now. She does not like me, huh? Well, like me, she? Oh, every time she hears like anything me? from you, it's either oh, the podcast where you're yelling at me, or <laughs> when you send me uh, like written messages, or even worse, voice messages over Xbox Live that she hears, where it's like, "You fucking panda! What the fuck you think you're doing? You fucking you know?" So that's just kind of. You know, and it, you know, and it is a bit odd because if she had a friend, and the only thing I ever heard from that friend about her was, "What the fuck do you think you're doing? Just fucking do this and fucking I, everything I say is right, everything you say is wrong." I'm Rob, and you're I have wrong. a whole forum where the people behind <laughs> me that agree. So. Uh, well, see, that's you not, know. I, honestly, that's what I. It's been all thinking. about impressions, you know. You gotta, th you gotta think. What kind of impression are you giving off? You hey. Know? To be honest, to be honest, and to be to be honest, uh, to be honest, I've met your wife once, mm -hmm. and I thought I was pretty amicable when I first met her. I was like, "Hello." She, I think she had a bad day at work though, and my well, first she, like, just walked your in wife the door was like, work. "Why the fuck is he over here? Fuck that kid!" And he went in your room, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm gonna leave now." 
So I think I'm both. I think I think we both have bad first impressions of each other. Quite possible, yeah. See, and I think me, I think me and your wife would get along fucking great. I, I mean, would like, hope I so. love CJ. You love CJ. We love CJ. Well, I would hope so, but my my paranoia. I wouldn't about... talk about my dick in front of your wife if that's what you think. Well, that's nice. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even pull it out. Really? I'd wait until like I wait. I'd wait until I yeah. engage the situation. You wouldn't be like, hey, look at my watch. Well, I mean, I might. Like, yeah. right? I'd hold like, I'd be like, hey, hey, Jen, 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 look down, Jen. And my dick's just hanging. I'm like, ha, got ya. I wouldn't do that. Mm. I would never. No, I would. I'm not like that. I'm not. I just, it bugs me. I don't like. I don't like being not liked. I feel like I'm not liked. Am I not like CJ? Uh, I feel like I'm not liked. That really bothers me. You're like, liked by many of people. Well, many people don't count. What counts is you. Yeah. What counts is you and your spouse. Mm -hmm. So I think I think I think maybe me and Leslie and you and your spouse need to get together. I'll be not drunk. And we'll just we'll just hang out and be like, listen, 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 listen. Wife of CJ. So that's how I refer to her. Mm -hmm. Wife of CJ. Listen, I'm not the way I am on the podcast. When we don't record, I don't yell at CJ. When we do record, I might. You know why? Ratings. It's all about ratings. Yeah. Have you been watching Conan and Leno? Who exactly rates us. Like, where are the um, ratings from? They're like, hello. Podcast ratings? Uh, the Nielsen families. You've been keeping up with the Conan and Leno situation happening? A little bit, yeah. When apparently NBC has only given Conan seven months to bring the ratings, but, but. His lead-in show is the Leno show. Mm -hmm. That's the equivalent. That's the equivalent of our lead-in show being the Ed Hawkins show. Like, really, people listen to Hawkins. They're not gonna stay around and listen to us because Hawkins' speech is gonna put them to sleep. What do you? What are your thoughts? You're a fan of Conan, right? Are you? Are you a Leno fan? Are you Team Coco? <laughs> or are you Team Chin? Team, is it called Chief Team Chin? I'm just, I'm calling it. I thought it was called Team Canadian Tuxedo. <laughs> that guy wears nothing but dem denim like all the time. But uh, he just fucking totally slammed all of Canadian. I love it. They know it's true. That's what that's true. what the all denim look is. I wish I could kind of. That's pull just off like the all a denim look. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if anybody can really pull that off. Maybe Fahey. Uh, well, Fahey can pull anything off. Yeah, but who are you a fan it. of more? Of course, Conan. I've been a fan of Conan since the mustard set. Do you hate I've... Leno? Because I'm gonna be honest, Leno as a comedian, prior, prior, 1970s Leno, to Tonight Show, great, pretty fucking great. funny, 70s yeah. Leno, yeah, pretty funny. Every comedian loves 70s Leno, but then he just chose money and cars, and he just panders to the lowest common denominator of old people. Do you think we do that? Do we pander? Yeah. What about um, pandas? Do we pander? Uh, I don't do know. Do I pander? Do, sometimes I feel like I pander, don't I? You, you give the people what they want, which is the character of Rob that you've created. I know. Is that bad? But the character of Rob just kind of is natural when you're drunk. I mean, I don't know if you really created it. It just kind of lives inside you, and it just crawls out like Gollum's evil side. It kind of does. Like, I need the precious. <laughs> give me the Shinerbach. <laughs> it's weird, though. I mean, you're... Yeah, I mean, I, I basically I painted myself under the corner. I get that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I per, in my mind, I'm more entertaining when I when I'm obnoxious and drunk than when I'm just like, yes, CJ, I agree with that astute observation you just made about ogre tactics. It is a great game. Let's talk about your favorite PS1 games. To me, me going like, you're a fucking dork. You like this. And then how do you be like, I'm funny, look at me. Uh, to me, that's better banter than like us agreeing all the time. 
True, but the, uh... Originally, when we started the show, it was gonna be like the conversations that we used to have back in the day before we started the show. And then that evolved into not just being a conversation, but being an actual show where you're the host. Um, I never wanted to be the host, though. Yeah. I think it, it was so weird, though. It's like I never wanted to be the host. But in your... I never wanted to be Leno. But in your quest for fame... That's why I always had a quest kinda, for fame. Yeah, it kind of just developed that way, you know. Now, okay. Between so, the two of us, you know, you're the one who wants to really make it. Why you know? wouldn't I? Because look at us. I would too, but I mean, you know, I'm just gonna be me. You know, I'm CJ just gonna be me. CJ I'm just gonna for be nobody. free. I just change for nobody. Me. I might make more effort every now and then, but uh, you know. So are you I saying I'm, I'm the same I'm person fake. on and off the podcast. Are you saying I'm fake then? Is this fake? I wouldn't say it's like I said. It, it's, it, it's, it's a amped. part of you that gets amped up, and especially you know a few beers in. So it's kind of like I'm like Tommy when I'm off. The, when I'm off the podcast, and then I'm like the Green Ranger when I'm on the podcast. Sort of. Sort of. You know, because it's like, uh, you know, I don't mind talking to uh, the... I don't mind talking to the Rob that is uh, Brain Dead Rob. Yes. Uh, for, you know, once a week for a couple hours, but if you were Brain Dead Rob all the time, probably wouldn't hang out with you so much. But it's It might kind of wear on me. But I'm not that way. Because if I was... Because imagine hanging out with yourself, like, you know... I'd fuck myself. That's true, you would. <laughs> I mean, that's a bad... Why would you even yeah. bring that up? Are you kidding me? Look at me. Yeah. I would totally rape me. It's in true, the you face. would. Repeatedly. Well, who do you go to? Do you call the police about that? Or would you just be like, eh, you know... I wouldn't even say anything. I'd be like, I don't want it. I kind of do. Would you rape yourself back then if you got raped by yourself? I mean, like it would be it would be payback? like it'd be like one Mobius strip of rape. It would just be like one continuous infinity rape fest. And it would just be like, I hate it, I love it, give it more, I hate it. And it would just be nonstop. And I would, mm-hmm. I would enjoy it hmm. because I am that awesome. Wow. Because if I don't say that I'm awesome, who else is gonna say it? So it's like You're a not. snake eating its own tail kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Don't shut on me, motherfucker, because yeah. I'm gonna fucking rape myself. I'm gonna <laughs> rape myself. But have you really been keeping up with this Conan Leno thing lately? I mean. Do you care? I mean, granted, I know we have this whole earthquake in Haiti and Pat Robertson coming out and saying, like, fucking Haiti. They were fucking... They got an earthquake because they were the devil. Because they're the devil and God doesn't care. To me, I care about that. I donated. I texted I texted a number. My, my phone bill is going to be $10 more this month because I texted a number to, like, donate to the Red Cross. You did not. Just a random number? Like, no, you didn't check to see number. what number like, it is? Okay, I'm going to text cocksmoker. $10. No, there's a special number. There's like a number that any given phone company could text Haiti to this number. And all it's going to do is that on your phone bill, you're going to see $10 more. Because mm-hmm. they're going to donate $10 to to the, you know, the relief effort. That's cool. So I might say that you're a fucking a dork and you suck at Dragon Age and then I'd rape my face. But I give out to the people. True. People don't get that because if they hear that, like, oh, wait, he's a softie. Well, you gotta balance that karma, right? I do. So I, 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 I donate it. But what I really the universe. Well, for me, what I'm really like zoned in on is this whole Leno Conan thing. To me, it's the most fucked up situation. It's like, it's like us saying, okay, CJ, we've done ten episodes of Brain Dead. Um, you were a big proponent of changing the name. Our stats haven't gone up. Um, I know I've given you four months. You're fired. You're fired, and I'm gonna get Hawking on here. I'm sorry, see, you're, I, mean, I don't care about our contract. You're fired. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get Hawking. To me, that seems like that seems kind of a fucked up move. What are your thoughts, CJ? 
Um, my thoughts are that the only reason that Hawken would become your sidekick is to slowly somehow find out your address. The thing is, is that Hawken probably could find my address easily on the internet. The great yeah. thing is... He's going to find you like a geocache? He could. <laughs> I've already hidden my geocache. leave something behind? Mm, that's right. I swallowed my cache. Hawken's got to come find it. No, it's funny. We give him shit, and, every, and, 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 and people always give, give me shit for like... Hawken wanted to fuck me. I want to fuck Hawken, and I laugh it off. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, I'm more into John Goodman. Give me a bear. Don't give me some little twink kid. But hey, I mean, the, the ratings, the ratings have spoken. CJ, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. You, you've had four months to bring this show to the top, and you haven't brought it yet. So I'm getting rid of you, and it's it's gonna be the Robin Hawkins show. Oh yeah, they're they're totally fucking over Conan. But the uh, the best part thing to come out of this whole thing is that. Uh, Conan shows this last week had been which I've awesome. only seen I've only seen one I didn't catch it until yesterday yeah. I didn't know this was going on I wish I maybe I can watch the other ones Holy on Hulu shit. or Wait, something yesterday was the first day you realized this was going on no I, I knew it was going on but I didn't know that his shows were so amped up and that he was fighting back like through his show oh my god it's the oh best my thing god ever. it is I've never seen Conan one this angry <laughs> To the shows, it's kind of awkward in a way. It's great. It's awkward, but it's funny, and it's really fucking funny. I mean, it's like he's pushing it way beyond what the show used to be when he had more freedom. He just doesn't fucking care. Obviously, like he wants to be fired at this point. No, he doesn't. Like. If he gets fired, he doesn't make his money. Really? Or no, 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 sorry, sorry. If he quits, if he quits, yeah. It seems like he's he's not afraid of being fired at this point because the shit that he's pulling right now is great. It's brilliant. You know, fucking, I, I, the thing is, is that, the thing is, is that, uh, for, for, for me, for, for me, th this week reminds me of the writer's strike. Mm -hmm. When it was the writer's strike and it was Conan doing, like, his whole, we talk about the spinning his ring and, 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 and interacting with the producer, uh, Jordan, mm -hmm. who always reminds me of, of, of Hawken. I think I might have talked. It's, if you, you don't know, do a search for Conan O'Brien and I think it's his associate producer, Jordan. Schlotsky or Jordan something. Schlotsky's Deli? It's something, yeah. It's something like it's something weird. It's something like that. But I love it when, to be honest, I love it when he is either pissed off or is scrambling. Mm -hmm. Where he's not playing it safe. And for me, and it sucks. And this is I've, just straight pissed off. Like yeah. every joke is a slam at NBC. And I love it. And for me, it's just like since Conan changed to the Tonight Show from the late night show, it's just, it, it, it hasn't, and it's true, and I'm. It hasn't been as good because it's either it's, it, and he's been being fucked by. He hasn't been getting the best guests. Mm. It's like his he can't get the good guests. It's a little bit almost too safe. He got yeah. rid of you know masturbating bear, pimp bot, preparation age Raymond. And I still I get think it's that. funny. It's, I still think it's good. Well, I mean, it's, like it's better us. than Leno was at the time. It's so like I'm us. Podcast was kind of pushing the envelope. We're irreverent. We have stupid skits. We're going to Brain Dead the first few episodes. We're playing it safe. And, yeah, the first few episodes, meh, meh. But Conan now is bringing the shit back. We're bringing the shit back. We're kicking down doors, motherfucker. We're punching nuns in the face. And we're peeing on babies. Peeing on babies? That's what Brain Dead Radio does. That's what Brain Dead Radio does? We're I was pissing not on consulted. newborns. Pissing not, on newborns. I was not consulted in this decision. I just made it for you. Oh, okay. But I'm a huge fan of what's going on. Wendell's a dick. I think it's bullshit. I think Conan, like you said, this week, and it, 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 if you haven't been keeping up, this week has been hilarious. I gotta go back and watch the ones I missed. 
even better. At least week, at the top of the show in the monologues. Even better. This week has made me enjoy Jimmy Kimmel because Kimmel last night on Leno on Thursday night on Leno, he was on Leno ten at ten, and he ripped Leno a new one live on the. I mean, ripped I haven't him, seen it yet. Ripped him. Oh, I, I've heard about it. Oh I haven't seen it. Oh my god! I mean, eviscerated Leno, and Leno just didn't know what. And I, I mean. And a, Which is it was funny like, because I've heard Leno go toe-to-toe uh, politically against people because Leno's like a right-wing guy. Mm. And, uh, you know, like Bill Maher was on uh, Leno, I believe, one time. Yeah. And uh, Bill Leno... Bill Maher's kind of a douche. He is, and Leno actually made him look kind of stupid and kind of won. But, you know, when you're talking about fucking against Kimmel, though... Dude, Kimmel eviscerated Leno. Kimmel's fucking quick. He is. You know? And he will they fucking... They don't give him credit. Will, yeah. You know, it's just like, it, it, to me, it's like, it's like Kimmel, like people remember The Man Show, and The Man Show itself was pretty dumb. It was kind of dumb. I, I, you know, you know. Yeah, I. But Kimmel is pr- a pretty funny dude. It was dude. what it was. Yeah. And just like Stanhope, if you only knew, if you only know Doug Stanhope from The Man Show with Joe Rogan, I mean, the, the second, you know, I, 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 uh, the second version of it, you might think these guys are dumb. You listen to Doug Stanhope's stand-up. That is one of the that is one of my top five comics of all time. I mean, that motherfucker is up there with fucking Hicks and shit. Like I love me some stand-up. And Kim on yesterday, like you said, he was quick, he was witty, and he pissed Leno off in front of Leno's whole studio audience, where Leno's audience was like, Do we clap or do we boo? What do we do? And Conan has just been on fire. Him and Rob Lowe last night, hilarious. <laughs> he doesn't care anymore. And Annie is bringing it, and it's just... Yeah, Andy, too. And the funny thing about Andy, too, is that... Uh, oh, he's gotten canceled you, so many times. Yeah, and you consider that... Uh, you, know, you you figure that he's kind of like a safe comedian, but when he's, like, not on the show, I've heard him, like, uh, totally work blue before, you know? And he, like, he'll get, he'll get dirty, he'll fucking say all kinds of shit. He's way more funny without a censor. Would you say you're my... Wait, are you my Richter, or am I your Richter to your Conan? I mean, because I've always said that you're funnier than me, well, and I get that. Obviously, you're the host, so I don't know. But see, I don't know how that works, because like like you said, like Richter, I think Richter is funnier than Conan. If you're going to like go toe-to-toe, I mm-hmm. think Richter, I loved Andy Richter controls the universe. Yeah, so did I. But I think on Conan, he doesn't really have a chance before, besides, I mean, they brought him back on the couch recently, mm-hmm. which is nice, but I don't think he has much of a, a voice. No, like, yeah, yeah. And that kind of bums me out, and I'm just like, I wish there was more more Richter. And now we're, we might not ever get another Conan, I mean... Yeah, I wish he was on the couch, like, the whole time. What's Conan going to do now? What's he going to do? Is he going to go to Fox, where every one of Fox's late-night shows have bombed? Chevy Chase, Arsenio Hall, Joan Rivers. He's not going to go to CBS. He's not going to go to ABC, Mm. Comedy Central. I would not mind a late-night show of Conan on Comedy Mm. Central. I wouldn't mind that either. He could get away with more. What I really want is I want Conan to go back to late-night. I don't want to kick off Fallon because, you know, here we go. Bring the hate. Fallon is actually pretty fucking funny. He's now. gotten funny. He has found his... He, I think he's found his groove. He's gotten funny. The roots have actually gotten a lot more funny. His Neil Young shit, when he busts out Neil Young doing the songs, I, I die. His his head swap and shit. Head swap is great, man. That fucking... That was the one that turned me. Was we were we were watching uh, Fallon and head swap came on. And I'm like, this is going to be dumb. And it kept going, and I'm like fucking dying laughing. It was so funny. I think, I think, I think, it was I think, really funny. yeah, I think Fallon has found his his, his, his niche. He's, yeah. he's found it. He's he, he he's not so nervous now. 
It seems like he's a lot more confident. And I think, he, and that's funny. And, and here, here's some more. Hate. I don't like his announcer guy though. His announcer guy's a sidekick guy. No, his announcer yeah, guy I don't is, know where the fuck they pulled that they, guy. From. That guy needs to leave. But I think he found his niche faster than Conan because mm-hmm. Conan was pretty <laughs> shaky the first year or two there. Yeah. And granted, like on the Tonight Show, they gave him seven months, and, you know. And Leno is being the dick move and is like. Well, at least they gave him seven months. I only got four. And I'm like, dude, you're a fucking dick. Yeah. Dude, You've been on the air for so fucking long. And see, and they kicked you off. There was a reason you left. Mm-hmm. And you were like, all right, see you. And now, yeah, I'm. people are like, I'm boycotting NBC. Plus, Leno does fucking stand-up constantly. Leno's a workaholic. That's what I don't get. Is Leno He's at Mystic Lake Casino like fucking eight times a year. The dude tours like 200 days. A- he does like 200 yeah. shows a year. On top of a show. And who goes and fucking sees him? All the old people. Fucking just a sea full of rascals. It's just a fucking sea of blue hairs, dude. Yeah. And it's like, oh, headlines. Conan yep. on the other the hand. The Seymour butt sweating. It's just like, seriously, how far can you how far can you pull that shtick? Yeah. Before you're just like, no, just stop. I really hope at this point, and Leno's and, and, and Conan's gone. They're saying the 22nd will probably be his last show, so the next Friday will probably be his last show. Um, we got one more week of uh, good shit then. Yeah, I really hope at so this point. So anyone who hasn't seen it, check it out. Seriously, if anything, just watch Conan for the monologue. The monologue has been just on fire this week. And I really hope that, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, there's more important things in the world. Yes, there is right now. Um, but but I love me some 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 late night television and 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 this thing just is this thing is the the late shift all over again. This is this is Letterman versus Leno, and uh, once again Leno comes out on top. Letterman throwing baseballs at targets in his backyard. <sighs> that was so so funny when he was making fun of. He'd play the clip of that like on his show, and he'd go throw baseballs at a target. Like where'd they come up with that? Like, I love me so, yeah, yeah. That's so great. Yeah, and that's the great thing is like that's how I grew up. Like uh, uh, my my I like dad, Letterman, but I don't watch him. My dad, my mm. dad got me into Carson. My dad got me into Kids in the Hall. My dad got me into Letterman. My dad, and it's weird that if you know my dad, which you don't, because you're on the internet and you don't <laughs> you don't know him. He's a hard ass military guy. He's the guy that calls me a communist pinko at Thanksgiving because I'm uh, 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 I'm on the left the, the left side. Uh, he's all about chief of command. You know, go America. This is how we do it. Yeah. Get her done. Hua. Um, on the other hand, I'm just like, America's bad sometimes, and we should question our government. And he's all like, you're a fucking communist. This is the guy that got me into Kids in the Hall. This is the guy that mm-hmm. got me into fucking, you know, Chicken Lady and, <laughs> and, and the Head Crusher yep. and that kind of stuff. So uh, I can't wait to talk to him about this thing because he, he was a fan of Conan. Like, he was a big fan. You know, he hated Leno. He thought Leno was, was dumb. And, and even me, it's funny now because you know, Leno's or Conan's out at 1030. I'm not of the age where I'm at this point, like, I'm going to bed, I'm going to watch late night 10.30. It was always, like, 11.30. Yep. So I kind of, I, I think I, I feel kind of partially responsible for his low ratings. Because it's true. When Conan went to, to 10.30, um, you know, central time, I occasionally caught him. But usually I was busy with other things. Yeah, that kind of tends to be the same thing. Is it me. my fault? CJ, is it my fault, CJ? I remember when I was, uh, like, in high school and stuff, I would always watch Top of the Show, at least. You know, and maybe the first guest. Yeah. Or the second Top of the Show, you know, which is, like, after the first guest, small skit type thing, then more guests. So, I'd try to get to the second Top of the Show thing, uh, if I could. Otherwise, I'd at least catch the monologue in the first Top of the Show. So. See, and the thing is, is, like, I never, ever, um, there was, there was a good, like, uh, about pretty much a good decade where I worked this weird shift where I was working like 
2 to like 11. So I would actually stay up and I would catch the rerun of Conan O'Brien at 2.30 a.m. So I'd be at 2.30 a.m. in my bedroom like, yeah, Conan. But I never watched him when he was, I mean, ah. Uh. Two in the afternoon till 11 at night? Yeah, that was my Yeah, I worked that same shift. So I would never watch for Conan. For me, it was, I would go home and play Ultima or EverQuest <laughs> uh, until about 5 in the morning when I'd start seeing the sun come up and hear birds. And I'd be like, oh, it's time to call it quits. Better set up my macro and go to bed. That's right. Start your macro. So I think at this point, we can we, we can definitely say that Brainerd Radio is part of Team Coco. Correct, CJ? I think that's true. And, and I think, for the podcast, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. And I think on that note of Team Coco, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back at these quick messages. From the creators of Peanut Butter Filled Moses comes Chocolate Covered Jesus. You can find it in any of your local candy stores between the Chocolate Covered Santa and the Chocolate Covered Easter. Chocolate Covered Jesus. Chocolate all the time. Chocolate Covered Jesus. I'm feeling fine. Chocolate Covered Jesus. With peanuts and hot fudge. And we're back, and uh, you know, I'm not sure, Siege, if uh, our listeners out there know uh, of uh, of how big of American Idol fans we are. Uh, I'm a huge American Idol fan, huge, huge. Uh, uh, I love me some Ryan Seacrest. Yep. Um, I, I got a boner for some uh, Simon Cowell and uh, Randy I like Jackson. Pex. I feel like Simon's pecs. Well, I like his V-necks. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, on, on Ed, not so much. On Simon, mmm, slice me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar, little, little, CJ. little British flavor. That's right. Earl Grey up in oh, there. Oh, my God. Earl Grey tea hot, Simon, all over my chest. <laughs> I love me some Randy Jackson because he is the man now, dog. He uh, is the man he now, He played dog. keyboard for, like, 80s bands Oh, my and God. Stuff. He was all over. He probably had he the keyboard tie, dude. Yeah. You got to style. But what some people out there might not realize is that uh, um, about two years ago, uh, <laughs> me and you uh, decided to try out for American Idol. We thought we'd give it a go. It was here in Minnesota for tryouts. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as a people, team, of course. Oh yeah, we're a duo. Yeah. We're a dynamic duo. Yeah. Uh, we actually went uh, by our old band name, uh, The Heat. The Heat. The Heat. We thought it was a great name. Um, and. Uh, we did go on American Idol. Uh, you you might not have seen us on the show, uh, or even on the bloopers, um, which is a damn shame. Because I, I don't thought, know why I got cut. I thought we did damn good. Might have been that thing with you and Paula after the show. It, it might have been. It might have been. I kind started of started uh, out good, did not end well. No, it turns out uh, I cannot handle my mimosas. Yeah, I cannot handle my mimosas. But uh, it turns out uh, I got a connection. Uh, it's Ryan Seacrest's uh, dog sitter. Okay. Yeah, he was able to hook me up with the. Uh, Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. I was able to get our audition. What? Yeah. I, th- I haven't I think... fucking seen this in, like, forever. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know we can watch it right now, but I, th- I know our listeners can't, so I think we should just uh, let them hear it. All right. All right. So, uh, without further ado, here is The Heat auditioning on American Idol.
say hello to our judges, Randy, Paula, and Simon. And what are you two going to be doing? Well, I'm Rob Hughes. CJ Larson. And we're a duo from the Midwest. We go by the name The Heat. Because we're hot. We make them sweat. Make a sweat, girl. And we're going to make America sweat. That's right. You ready for this? Yeah, better get that prescription deodorant. We're going to make you sweat. That's right. And a one and a two and a here we go. Inappropriate amount of love. An amount deemed inappropriate by the Lord above. An inappropriate amount of love. Don't forget your leather gloves. Not in a billion years. There are only so many words I can drag out of my vocabulary to say how awful that was. I mean, come on, Simon. I mean, I wrote this song myself. Yeah, I mean, we've never had any complaints. Really? It's, it, it's that bad, Simon? It was a bit like watching a ship sink, that audition. It just started off there and you just sunk. Did you say like the Titanic? All right, guys. <laughs> You're like watching a ship sink that, that sunk. This is not your thing, dog. Singing, it's this is not your thing, man. Trust me, man. Trust me, man. We, we wouldn't lead you down the wrong alley, man. It's idols doing you a favor, dog. It's not and your. And forgive us for laughing. Man. Yeah, please, please forgive us for that, man. Okay, maybe, no, 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 wait, 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 Maybe that song's wrong for you. Do what, can we, can we we do another, another one. Another one. one? Oh, number okay, two. Ready? Let's do number two. Ready? One, one two, two, three. three. I'm gonna mail ya my genitalia. I'm gonna fill up that inbox. I'm gonna mail ya my genitalia. And then I'm gonna bust a nut. That's on not how we base. rehearsed it with the. Robert, I think you just killed my favorite song of all time. Because that was one of the most shambolic, ridiculous, unfunny. Routines I think I've ever had the misfortune to sit through. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rob, did you hear that? He said you were shambolic. You know what that means? That means you're impotent. Yeah, that's right, Simon. I'm glad you're on the same page as me. Maybe we should be a duo. You've been in the heat for like four years. You're fucking ditching me for Simon. This yeah, maybe I'm gonna get myself a V neck. V neck. Paula, 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 Paula. What do you think, Paula? And even though Simon doesn't seem to like the group, the judges debate, but can't decide on who stays and who goes. He's out. What? Uh-uh, I have a yes. We've got no's. No, I'm fighting for this. I'm fighting for this kid. I have a yes. It's an uncomfortable moment for the guys on stage. Oh my god, oh my god, they're talking about CJ. Did you see Ryan Seacrest hair today? Don't you give me a boner. Oh, you're fucking sick. I'm sorry, dude, I can't stop staring at his awesome hair. Do you think they're gonna let us through? I need you. I've never really seen this happen before in this stage in the audition. Apparently, Simon and Paula aren't getting along and they've called over the executive producer. Don't talk about me. You talk to my face. Okay? I'm not. Yeah, I talk to. to right, I, well, then I'm say saying it to my face. Yeah, I have to look at him. Well, then say it to my face. Come front, and I, come, I'm not accusing yes, you. Yes, you are. You said it. You just I'm said not it accusing yourself. you, Simon. I don't have a problem saying anything in front of your face. Well, then say it not to my face. Not one thing well, in front of your say face. It to my face. I turn to him because he's behind me. He can't stand someone. Okay? Is it because of my boner? There, I said it in front of your face. Well, don't hold his boner against me. 
it's still going to be two against one. With that said, and the rules of the competition confirmed, it seems Paula's hands are tied. Psst, dude, I had a dream about Paula's hands being tied, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I totally get what you mean. Look at my boner. And our contestants still have no idea what's going on. Let's go down the rest of it. Sorry about that. CJ. Just a little uh, discussion. About my boner? It was about his boner, wasn't it? Okay, guys. Uh, a split decision. You are one lucky guy. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad that Rob's boner didn't affect your decision. Robert, it's goodbye. Is it because of my boner? God damn it, CJ. Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. Congratulations. I'm going CJ. to Hollywood, though. Yeah, woo. Simon, Simon, Simon. Can I get a picture of you with my boner? Come to sign me. I still don't know why the fuck we didn't get that. I thought I thought your original song, well, both your original songs were fucking great. Yeah, I mean, seriously, I spent time writing that shit. I mean, and I, and I helped I helped kind of change some lyrics around, uh, and I, I thought we had a. I'll I give I, you a co-writing credit. I thought we had a great dynamic. Yeah, but um, apparently, apparently, and um, I mean, I mean, you made it, you made it to Hollywood, um, but obviously you didn't actually make it to Hollywood before. Uh, Did you get that picture with Simi? No. No. Simon, no, no. Uh, it sounds actually, like he was down for it. No, it sounded like he was, and I, I kind of took him up on it. But then it turns out uh, security stopped me beforehand. Oh. And, uh, I know you were on your way to make it to Hollywood, but uh, I think you had that panic attack on the airplane. You just couldn't make it. It was really, really stressful. I mean, I was feeling, I was feeling the pressure, and uh, I don't know. I was just kind of wondering if my songs would hold up, you know, in Hollywood. I mean, there's some good songwriters out there. And, and and it's a shame. It's a shame that you had that nervous breakdown because I really think that the uh, my genitalia song, um, I believe you called it inbox, would really have made it uh, to be a giant hit. If not only on American Idol, at least on YouTube. You yeah. got a video. You animated by John K of Ren and Stimpy. I think you're good to go. It would have been nice. Yeah. yeah so I think uh, I think Hollywood really just uh, shortchanged. Uh, well, you because you made it. I mean me. I mean, it's it's, it's unfortunate that my um, I think you were robbed. Well, I mean, I was robbed. It's unfortunate that my uh, my boner is is what stopped me. I mean, I can't control That's natural. it. Natural, exactly. I can't yeah. control it. I well, saw you his control hair. Nature. Boner. Yeah. It wasn't like because he was a man. I mean, just like I got a boner for hair. Mm. I'm like, I love his hairdo. I couldn't help myself. Um, I couldn't do it. But you are obviously the better singer of the two. Um, so maybe next year you can retry. Maybe Ellen will like you. Maybe. I mean, may, you know, maybe. I mean, she's still around next year. Not too year. old yet, I don't think. Dude, you're in your prime. Yeah. You're in the prime. You're almost at Burt Reynolds in his prime uh, style. Hmm. So I think uh, mustache. Yeah. Get a mustache. And you're good to go, man. You're good to go. Start a movie like Deliverance. But not be dead, Ned, not be Ned Beatty this time. No. No, be Reynolds. Yeah. I'll be John Voight. Hawking will be Beatty. And I think, I think we'll be good to go. And speaking so. of awesome fucking movies, you know what I think it's time for? What? The top five of 2009. Top five, top five, 2009. Top five. That's right. Last episode, we were able to discuss our top five 2009 video games. That is when I went off on CJ for liking Dragon Age. That's right. And I felt like a douchebag. But if you've noticed, listeners, CJ is drinking this episode. And notice how much we're getting along this episode. Hmm. Notice how the wavelengths are combining into one awesome wavelength. So maybe, CJ, you need to drink every episode with me. 
Yeah, I don't know Maybe about that. Maybe you should. I don't know. It's a rare occasion. Listeners, if this is the best episode so far, please let us Say know. Yeah. <laughs> Say yeah. Raise the roof. Raise the Everyone, roof. Everyone, like, listening in their fucking iPods at work, all of a sudden, like, yeah. 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 So, I think it's time to start the top five of 2009 movie edition movies. In no particular order. In no particular order. Oda. <laughs> no odor. No odor. There's no odor. There's none of this. There's none of this. So, CJ, I went first last time. Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's say you go first. Your first pick, the top five, 2009. No particular order. A movie I was actually thinking about today. Yes. Uh, kind of thinking now that I have a Blu-ray player, uh, it's gonna be something I need to buy for the collection. Okay. That I need to start, or actually keep the packaging as you do. So I'm quite jealous of your actual collection where you have. A nice shelf. It looks pretty. Packaging. I just it, have a fucking book full of CDs. It looks pretty great. Since I got to start over with Blu-ray, let's make a nice shelf. And I think a good first edition would be District Nine. You know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. Yeah, fucking. Uh, I was amazed by it. I knew it was gonna be good. I was, uh, and you know, I was able to actually see that uh, sneak uh, sneak preview mm-hmm. thanks to Harry Knowles of Ain't It Cool News, which I know a lot of people give him. Him shit. He's a fat son of a bitch that sucks off any giant movie studio. You know what? At least he's not snarky. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. Yeah, some of his fucking his, his views are kind of um, ridiculous. <coughs> Phantom Menace. <coughs> Phantom Menace. <coughs> Godzilla. You know, kind of they're kind of ridiculous. But the dude loves film, and thanks to him, I was able to see D9 at a screening with nothing but nerds. I want that free, would help. I want a free T-shirt. It was fucking fantastic. Um, I believe you were able to see D nine um, through the awesomeness that is Jared Leto, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you seen it now that it has been released on Blu-ray? I know Jared is awesome, mind you, but he didn't have access to Blu-ray at that time. No, it was uh, it was just regular, just standard. regular DVD. Yeah. Uh, I do own D nine, and maybe um, since um, I was nice enough to watch it uh, yesterday, actually again for the fiftieth time, because I really do have a hard on for this movie. I'll let you borrow D9 on Blu-ray. Now, that's a movie that I will not put off watching. Yeah, you'll watch I it tomorrow because it. you're awesome. Yeah, D9, you know, Neil Blomkamp and Peter Jackson, they were able to craft a flick, an alien invasion flick, essentially, and make it feel real. Yeah. And very I mean, realistic and very... And I've heard some people kind of complain about how it switches from documentary style in the beginning to, you know, the actual story. I had no idea that was going to happen. I didn't either, but to I me... I stayed media blackout for this movie, essentially. Yeah, well, to me, I thought that that... I didn't know that was going to happen. I was going to be all documentary style. That's how I thought when I went into it, yes. And when it made that transition, to me, it actually got better. Because I... You know, I mean, as a documentary style, it would have been cool. It might have got to be kind of a slow burn, though. Because, I mean, it, you just couldn't have the same action, you know, the music behind certain parts, and just the... The way things were filmed would have been completely different. Uh, and it also would have been kind of like as if it was filmed through a shittier camera. And it wouldn't have looked as polished and nice with the nice uh, cinematography. And and that's and that's exactly how I'm with you. Because it went before, before Avatar came out, D9 to me has honestly some of the best integrated CG oh, and um, real yeah. life photography. Pretty much in any movie that isn't just like... Hey, look at my name is David Fincher. This is uh, Zodiac, and this building you're looking at is fake. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, sure, you make a building look fake. They were able to take 
fucking Charlotte Copley, uh, aka Vickis, and have him interact with Christopher Johnson, aka the fucking prawn, and have it look realistic, like like this, like this fucking prawn, you know, this fucking alien was really there. Yeah. And and, and the the way they were able to make the eyes emote. This is the movie, this is the CG, this is the creation that George Lucas masturbates to before he goes to sleep. His, and he's stroking his fucking goiter and he's just masturbating going, God damn it, fucking Dax, oh my god. <laughs> is that Dax- the original, uh, the stroking the goiter comment? No, I can't, I, I, have, to give, I have to give credit, okay. I have to give credit. <laughs> Russ, like, That's really fucking good. Russ? Russ on the boards has been has had a, has had a giant erection for Lucas and his goiter. <laughs> props to Russ. Then, yeah, props to one. Russ for the erection uh, of the goiter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Lucas in there stroking his goiter, just being like, "Oh, Dexter Jetser, if only when you hugged Obi Wan, it looked as awesome as fucking <laughs> Vickis and Christopher Johnson." Because you bought that this fucking dude was mm-hmm. hanging out with this fucking alien. Yeah. And you actually felt and This was bad. not fucking Ewoks. You and know? they didn't have a racist Asian voice. They didn't have a racist Jamaican voice. They oh, had yeah, a and they could have. They sure as fuck could have. Oh, they could have. They could have actually made Christopher Johnson sound like fucking Gallagher for all they wanted to <laughs> I mean, at this point. But they didn't. It's a topical they, reference. They were, oh, I love me some Gallagher. Love me some smashing of the watermelons. But at this point, they were able to actually do the... Yeah. And have subtitles. And I was fine with that. You know yep. why? I cared about these characters. And to me, that, that, blew, that blew me away. CJ? Well, it's just funny the way that, um, you know, when it starts off, you're not exactly sure who to side with. Because it kind of, the entire movie, it goes back and forth between siding with um, the humans and siding with the fucking prawns. Uh, and towards the end of the movie, I was surprised that I was, like, rooting for the prawns, even though you know that... If they accomplish what they're trying to accomplish, it's going to end up having horrible repercussions for all of human society in the future. And uh, that was just cool. I mean, you don't expect that from a just, you know, fucking awesome special effects sci-fi film. See, and that's the thing is like, you know, you watch this and like you said, it starts off documentary and, and Vickis is very bureaucratic. And I mean, and in, the, in, in, in terms of the story, pretty racist. Um, and he's he's a, he's a dick. He is. He's a he's a dick. But he's also a nice guy. And, right. and it almost seems like a nice guy thrown into this this position where he almost needs to be a dick because he wants that that reaffirmation from his father in law that no, I can do this job. Right. And watch me pull these poor people out of their. And he's out doing their it mostly and, for fucking love, you know, because of. Uh, you know, well, his his, wife. the wife. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the you know the, the head of the MNU is he's married to the the dude's right. daughter. And, so you know, his motivation and, is sound. And you're watching it, and and to me, you know, he's South African, which automatically makes me think of Helper, aka Allvain. <laughs> um, his the accent. Uh, for those of you that might be new to the podcast or whatever, uh, Helper Monkey, aka Allvain, is uh, was my old boss um, when I worked at my old job, and he's South African, and he has he sounds exactly like Vickis. So the whole time I'm picturing my old boss, and I'm like, oh my god, why is my boss a dick? Why is he doing this? But he's such a nice guy, but at the same time, he's like, look at, look at these fucking bronze. And he's like, aborting them, essentially. Like, take this for your first abortion. And you're like, oh, wait, he's a dick. And that movie was able to take him. Weird. I mean, the the accent, I'm not used to hearing it either, because there's not a whole lot of movies that have, like, the South African accent in it. Well, yeah, and he was able to actually, that, he was not an actor. That's the best part, is they were able to take that character's arc and make him a nice guy, an asshole, scared Nice guy, asshole, hero. Mm-hmm. 
and you were along the whole like you loved him and you hated him the entire two hours. Yep. That to me is amazing. Totally. For a non-actor, holy shit, dude. And you bought it. And you I bought, bought it. it. I mean, maybe not everyone bought it, but I did. And I feel I feel bad for anybody that uh, that 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 thought that um, that movie wasn't actiony enough, or 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 didn't have didn't didn't have a, didn't have enough crazy beats and shit and like and, and that and that because to me it was really just it was amazing. It was one of the best science fiction movies I've seen in the longest time. I had time. no problem with the pacing either. I mean, I, maybe some people did, but I thought it moved pretty well for being. A fucking sci-fi film, you know. And like you said, if they would have done a whole two hours of documentary, they could pacing have, probably would have got a little slow. And they couldn't have pulled off what they did. And I have to give them props for the fact that well, every, the story would have been completely different. Because how could you pull off that story in a documentary? It'd be setting? like watching The Office now. Yeah. Like, and here's the thing: I know yeah, there's a lot yeah, of yeah. haters of the Office American version. I still love it. I still love it too. And the first season or two, it was pretty much a repeat of the UK where it was like, we're documentary and that's it. Now it's kind of like, okay, we're documentary when it works for the story mm-hmm. and we're not when it doesn't. Yeah, but it's and, not like in your I face, get that. Like, yes. reminding you over and over again that this is supposed to be a documentary crew and, and they D- reference that. They don't reference yes. it anymore. They don't yes. need to. Yes. Yeah. And that's how D9 kind of felt. people who are in are in. Yep. And exactly. people who aren't in are fucking dumb. I'm so, with you, sir. I'm yeah. with you, sir. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a giant, giant, amazing, um, huge fan uh, of that flick. Uh, and remind me, sir, when you leave, I will let you borrow it for, uh, for, for, for Blue. For the mere price of 1999. For 1999, for two nights only, you can borrow it. So <laughs> we both agree. One of our top five movies, D9. Mm-hmm. So you know what? What's your next movie, Siege? Okay, this is going to be definitely not on your list, um, and I was not expecting to like this movie half as much as I did. I kind of put off watching it, didn't see it in the theater. This sounds kind of um, like Zodiac almost, because you remembered... Um, I don't even know if you've even seen this movie. I, you probably have, but I'm sure you don't ooh, feel I, the same I, way as I do about ooh, it. Ooh, I, this is intriguing, CJ. Intriguing. But, so probably out of left field for you... Oh, shit. Coraline. I fucking love that movie. And the first time I watched it, I was like, you know, this is good for being kind of a Tim Burton-y, you know, somewhat trippy, like, not all that children-appropriate, because I'd be kind of freaked out if I was a really, like, like a five-, six-year-old kid watching this. But, uh, I don't know. I, I really like that movie. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you're into that kind of thing, but to me, it just strikes a chord. Henry Selleck, awesome. The guy helped... Burton with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, and I'm a huge. And if you listen, if you listen to podcast and even this show, uh, I'm a huge fan of 3D flicks. No matter if they're bad, good, whatever. New 3D with polarized glasses, I'll see it. Coraline 3D, I didn't see it. I was able to watch it in Blu-ray when it came out mm-hmm. in 3D. I don't even care about the 3D really as much. It's just the movie itself. I especially on Blu-ray, like looking really nice. Well, I haven't seen on Blu-ray yet, but I'm sure on Blu-ray it looks even better than it does on regular, and I like that. But I love the art style. To me, is great because it's like it's Tim Burton-y, That's but it doesn't only... have the fucking super spindly. You know, kind of. I'm getting kind of tired of his art style a little bit. I, you know, I'll give I'll give you that. The look of Coraline was awesome. Um, I know Wesley loved that fucking movie. Honestly, myself, I was kind of bored. Um, I watched the whole thing. Really? Um, you know, I mean, and, and, and usually I can appreciate, and, and I mean, this might not come across in the podcast, 
But I can I, I can appreciate many movies for many different things, whether it be for 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 the fact that I got the soundtrack right or the art style, whatever. And I and, and I, the soundtrack I, too. There's like some good songs. In I that dug movie on too. it. I dug. I dug. The dude on from it. They Might Be Giants was involved. Yeah. No, I dug what they did. But for me, it just there was something that didn't click for me. Horrible movie? No. Honorable mention? Yeah. Honorable mention. I thought, I you know, I kind of wish I saw that's it in the That's all theater. a matter of taste, too. I mean, I totally would not expect you to have put that on your Why top movies. Why would you movies. say that? I mean, I like me some animation. I love, I mean, Pixar movies are some of my favorite movies. I mean, it's animation. Basically, by you saying that is like me, is, is you saying like, it's like if this was Naruto and it was stop motion. Like, if you were to say, Rob, the Naruto movie was great. No, it's not your cup of tea, but like, I got it. I get it, but Coraline. I mean, it was it was good. Mm-hmm. It's just there was something missing. I don't, and I don't know what that was. Yeah, but it was creepy. I mean, for a kid, I mean, it's kind I mean, yeah, of a creepy I, flick, man. I like the creepiness, the button eyes and shit. That's and I, up. I think a lot of just the idea of the story itself is really cool. With the uh, the the tiny door. I mean, it just reminds me of being a kid, and there was always like in my house or like my relative's house. Some kind of weird little door or weird, you know, something like that, where it's like in your mind you're like make believing that that goes to a whole nother fucking world. Now, are you sure this type of thing actually existed, or were you being weirdly molested and your brain was going to this place? Like, if I think about this door, Uncle Jeb isn't touching me. Because I mean, no, I just was it 3D. Had a, Uncle Jeb in 3D. <laughs> no, I just I just had like a, a imagination. I, don't, I didn't have. I know one. that your dad is a military dad, and he's like imagination's for faggots. That's that's pretty much my father in a nutshell. <laughs> you're a I mean, fucking you were Slater. Pinko. You were Stop Slater. You're not gonna, with crayons, faggot. You were Slater. You're not gonna catch Slater fucking watching Coraline. You're not. You're not. You're more yeah. Screech. So and to me, at the time, I'm watching the fucking Yellow Submarine, being like. Fucking, you know, it's a whole nother world where the Beatles Watch are fucking playing. It's wonderful, <laughs> you know. So, you know, I think that you know the movies I grew up on, also you know, running story, all that kind of shit. This makes me think of that. And if I was me at a younger age, this would have been a movie I was all about. But considering that it's like you said for kids, it's a little creepy. And for me now, it still kind of strikes that chord. It's a great movie. There's some good songs in it. The visuals are great. And get, I, I yeah. like the story, you know, it's just cool. Man. I mean, I get that. I mean, I mean, and like I said, I watched it with Leslie, and uh, you know, I didn't. She was, she loved it. You but know, I can see you getting bored. I mean, but for me also, I didn't love it as much the first well, time. I watched it a few times, and now I like it way more than the first time. And here's so. my problem too: is like um, I was a big proponent of, and bring the hate, my bloody Valentine remake 3D in mm-hmm. the theater. That was amazing to me. I'm because that was, I think that was the first. New 3D flick I had seen in the theater that wasn't red and blue glass. That, yeah, no, that... actually I shouldn't say it. It was the second because I had seen I had I, I went and saw Nightmare Before Christmas remastered in 3D. Hmm. So like that's a film that wasn't shot in 3D that they redid in 3D and it worked. But I was like I have a headache. My Bloody Valentine was the first one. I'm like oh my god, there's depth, there's depth and this is cool. And and then I saw Coraline and Leslie watched it on Blu-ray in 3D and you don't have red and blue glasses. You have purple and green. Right. Which isn't as bad, but it's still not as good. And it's and I didn't get a chance to watch it in no. 2D, so I kind of had like, I think, oh, I don't like this. I have a yeah. headache. Well, the first time I watched it was not me. in 3D. Yeah, and that kind of fucked up for the me. The first time I watched it was just in 2D. Yeah. And uh, Did it they wasn't have it in 3D on DVD. 
Yes. Oh, I didn't know they that. Do. Oh, wow. I thought it was um, on Blu-ray. And it was just on DVD, not on Blu-ray. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, so, and then we watched it a second time uh, in 3D, and I took my glasses off halfway through because it fucks up the colors, and movies like that need to have the color. That's what fucks me up. Just Everything like was up, bland. You know, and that was my kind of, uh, my runner-up for honorable mention, was I'm like, okay, I want to have either Coraline or Up as, like, an animated movie but on Coraline my list. But Coraline works better for you in this case. And I love Up. I mean, yeah. Up is fucking a great movie. That's I really on my liked honorable it. mentions list. Yeah, I really liked Spoiler it a lot. Spoiler alert, honorable mention, Up. Oh, there, there we go. There's our <laughs> honorable mentions. But I I liked Up a lot, but just the story, I, I would take Coraline because I like that creepiness of it. And uh, it's maybe not quite as bright and colorful as Up, but... It's kind of, I like the darker kind of... Something spoke to you in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, you were able to, like, identify with something mm-hmm. in that to the point where you're like, yes, I watch it more and more, and every time it gets better. Yeah, it's good stuff. So it's kind of like Hackers for me. Every time I watch Hackers again, I'm like, oh my god, I did not notice Serial Killer was doing this in this scene. <laughs> I love it even more. Well, you know, I'm going to have to take us a whole nother direction. Mm-hmm. You're all like, look at me with my kid movie. I'm like, look at me with my adult ADD movie, motherfuckers. Number two for the top five. Crank motherfucking two. Now, you can't really talk about it because I borrowed you the first crank and you haven't watched it yet. That was the movie I thought you were going to say you watched. Because yeah. during the podcast, I'm always like, dude, you got to watch Crank. It's fucking ridiculous. It's awesome. I only have it on Blu-ray. Blah, blah, blah. You're like, well, I'll put it on my queue for DVD. Mm-hmm. Put it on my queue for DVD. A year later, pretty sure you didn't put it on your queue for DVD. Pretty sure you were just placating me. So I gave you the first one on DVD. Last week, I'm like, you know what? <sighs> I need to watch Crank 2 again. The Crank movies to me are probably... Well, Crank 2, honestly, was probably the most fun I had at the theater in 2009. Hmm. I mean, and that's counting the rest of my list and my honorable mentions, which I have a lot of. I've heard so many different reviews of that movie. Yep, and Crank 2 it's to me very, is... It's a quite divisive... It is. And Crank 2 is either you have the love it, the hate it. There's no there's no middle. Even with Crank 1, you love it, you hate it. Crank is the movie, and the, the Crank, well, it's going to be a trilogy. Spoiler alert, I guess. I mean, the first Crank, I was like, oh my god, no. This, the, the, the trilogy is going to be like, this is the movies made for the video game generation. This is the movie where it's like, essentially, you're watching a living, breathing video game. Everything you're watching, you know, you, 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 you know is can't happen in real life. But you don't care. You know why? Jason motherfucking Saddam. That motherfucker sells it so hard. He is the epitome of badass. You watch him and you're like, I want to be like that guy in my dreams. Even in the, the, you know, Lockstock and in uh, Snatch, Jason Statham is fucking awesome. Transporter movies? I mean, the guy is a pimp. No, I'm, I'm 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 a Jason Statham fan, which is funny, which is I never watched Crank because it looked so dumb. Here's the deal. Do you like Grand Theft Auto the video game? Like, just the idea. Not maybe the story, yeah. but the idea. Yeah. Where you run around and do whatever you want. Uh-huh. That's Crank. I know. And there I've is heard no... this from many people that it's really fucking good. There, but there are no laws that, in this movie. you got to admit that the, the previews, when you saw it back on TV and shit, Crank 1 and 2, if you hadn't seen 1, of course, yeah. you would look at it and be like, this looks like a fucking dumb action movie. That like Because they can't show... Because 99% of the movie is rated X. Right. Crank 1, I mean, I mean really... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert because whatever. Spoiler alert for Crank 1. The dude falls from an airplane. Or no, I think it's a helicopter actually. A helicopter from like hundreds of feet in the air. 
and they show him falling, and they they're they're focused on him, and he's and he stops to pull out his cell phone. I mean, I apologize, CJ, but it doesn't ruin the movie at all. Yeah, that's fine. It's yeah, the guy. that's fine. And he makes a call, and he's like, "Hey, babe, I'm gonna be home late tonight." Blah 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 blah. Don't wait out for me. Motherfucker hits the goddamn hits a goddamn car, crushes a car, bounces off, lands face first on the pavement, blood out of his eye, and like it's zoomed in. Right before the movie ends, he blinks. Movie ends, it goes to this computer-generated heart, like a video game. Mm-hmm. And all you're waiting for is the continue screen. <laughs> Press start. The second movie starts with that. That's good. They come off. Asians. Asians. The people I distrust if they have eye patches come up with a giant shovel and pick him up off the ground and proceed to put him into a truck. And then you're watching a movie that all you can think of is... Oh my god, I'm watching a living, breathing video game. And he sells it. He fucking sells it. And it's the most over-the-top everything. And it, for some reason, it works. It fucking works. It works so hard that I... It was probably my favorite theater experience of 2009. Wow. I mean, just watching that movie was like watching some, watching us make a movie where we had a decent budget and we're like, no, it'd be awesome. How about in the middle of the movie, we had this weird um, giant man in suit fight where where, where CJ is, is CJ, but instead we make a giant latex suit of CJ and he's fighting a giant latex version of Rob and they fight and everything's miniature. Why? I don't know. It's cool. Mm-hmm. They actually do that. Yeah. Because it's cool. It's funny. And it's, it works. I've heard about that too, yeah. It's yeah. great. It's just those movies where you watch, you have a few beers, you knock it back, and, and, and you watch it for Amy Smart's tits. You watch it for Jason Statham's fucking badassness. And and and, and 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 you have fun. It made it. It made it fun. It made action movies fun. It didn't make it all like we're fighting the Iraqis and this is for 9/11 and then we're being serious. It's like you tried cutting off my penis and and, and you stole my heart. I'm gonna get my heart back because I gotta do it. And it also has I believe David Carradine's last role before he was found hanging himself um, through auto rock asphyxiation. And he plays a pretty awesome, really <laughs> racist role. It's great. I highly recommend the Crank movies. Cool. I'm telling you, dude. Pop in a few beers. You're fucking golden. What's your uh, your third pick for top five 2009, sir? Uh, well, since I'm going to save the best for last. That's right. That's right, good sir. Uh, let's go right to mm, Watchmen. How about that? Okay. I believe you... Do you... Are you the one that has my Watchmen graphic novel still? No, I have my own. Okay, then someone else had. I think it might be Fedge from the boards. Fedge, give me back my graphic novel, sir. <laughs> Did you see it in the theater? You just heard the podcast and like people being like, all right, in third grade, I loaned this kid named Tommy. I want it back. That's pretty much it. I want my cap gun back. I honestly forget who I borrowed shit out to, but I'm pre- if it yeah. wasn't you, it was, fu- it was usually fucking- me. Yeah, it was, if it wasn't you, it's Jeff. It's usually- Watchmen. Well, Zack Snyder, he came out was like, you know what? Alan Moore's fucking semi, you know, fucking kick-ass fucking graphic novel from the '80s. It's been tried and made into a movie many of times. At one point, I believe fucking Gary Busey was attached. Arnold Schwarzenegger was attached. Fucking Paul Greengrass was attached. Uh, it just, it, no one could Gary adapt Busey it. Gary Busey as a comedian. I think that might have been what it was. I would assume that's who he would play. I yeah. kind of hope it was Silk Spectre. That would be interesting. Oh my god, yeah. him on the fucking Night Owl ship, and he's all like, <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. Hey, Night Owl, do you know that you can use deer blood to put on nachos? Your goddamn butthorn. It would be fucking great if you would have called Night Owl a butthorn. Uh, yeah, I mean, at some point, I think everybody major in Hollywood at some point was attached to this property, <laughs> and no one could Kristen figure Blower. it out. 
Crispin Glover needs to be everything. Yeah. There needs to be a watch movie where every part is played by Crispin Glover. <laughs> every part. Yeah. It'd be great. And finally, it was made. And Zack Snyder, Dawn of the Dead remake, which wasn't as bad as it should have been. Mm-hmm. And I still prefer it as like an alternate take over Marvel's universe. I don't consider yeah. it canon. No, it's I don't alternate. either. But yeah, when I remember when I actually saw that in theater with you, and mm-hmm. uh, that was I forgot nuts about that. Yeah, I was like you'd already seen it. I did. I was like, you got to see. It. You're like, oh, dude, I love the original. I'm like, oh, trust me, you will like this movie. I don't know. You were so adamant that you were not gonna like this movie. I remember that. That's mm-hmm. funny. Because I'm like such a fucking loyalist. You're a hardcore motherfucker. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I saw it. Trust me. Just. That was always my thing. I was always zombie guy, you know, like you high were. school and stuff. You know, when I worked at Blockbuster, they're like horror movies. Oh, CJ will point you in the right direction, you know. So, uh, yeah, that was my thing. But yeah, but I was pleasantly surprised, and I walked out of there being like, hell, fucking yeah, that was great. You know, I'll never forget the fucking head in the cooler. You know? I'm with you, dude. I'm with great, you. Great ending. And man. Snyder fucking brought it for most people. In your case, he brought it for you mm-hmm. for Watchmen. But I was surprised how much I liked it. I mean, I, you know, yeah, it's brutal, but it's kind of supposed to be. And, I mean, I don't know, what do you want? You know, want to, like, you know, water it down? I don't know. Here's my deal. Comedian is great. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That is the man that Wesley wishes I was. Right. That's her new Matthew McConaughey. I'm sure when we have sex. Because of? Because of Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Denny. Because that motherfucker played Denny, the awesome ghost that fucked Katherine Heigl in, spoiler, Grey's Anatomy. I swear to God, when I'm fucking going to town Leslie, she's picturing Denny the ghost. Not the comedian, because the comedian's a dick. For me, The Watchmen is like Dawn Dead Remake. I love the graphic novel. My uncle got me into it when I was a kid, and he was like, listen, I know you like this fucking Jim Lee... Uh, you know, Rob Liefeld shit, cable, big guns and pouches. I know you like Stan Lee, so here's Watchmen. Here, I know you like fucking Spectacular Spider-Ham. Excelsior. <laughs> and he was like, you know what, check this out. And, um, you know, thank you, Uncle Dog. Uh, you were a huge inspiration in my life when it comes to what I what I dig. You helped me open my eyes to a lot of things. And he gave me the original Watchmen, uh, you know, comics, because he owned a comic store. And I was reading it, and, I'm like, and it was like unlike any other comic I ever read, because it was set in the real world. It was Yo. like, what if Batman was real? What if he was just a dude, mm-hmm. and it was real? And I look at the Watchmen movie, and it, it, it is, it is. They it's, amped it's, it up a bit with the powers. Yeah. And it's on, it's on, it's on my honorable mentions. It's not my top five. It's honorable mentions because I look at Watchmen the movie the same way I look at Dawn of the Dead remake. It's an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's ramped up. It's violent. A lot of the subtext is lost. I'm kind of not a fan of um, of uh, uh, Ozzy. I was called Ozzy. I'm not a fan of Matthew Good in that character. He, for me, and I and I and I get the character in the graphic novel, and I just don't think that that character. I'm not sure if it was the actor or the writing or the directing, but some for some reason that that is the one thing that stuck out to me. And in the in the graphic novel, he's a big fucking pussy too. Mm. You know, he pulls it together, but there's just. I, I dig it, I, but I look at it as a, like an alternate version of the Watchmen universe, mm-hmm. and I love it. I own it, and I've watched it, and I dig the fuck out of it. And I think I remember it like it's awesome, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not going back on that. But I don't think it was. I don't think it. I, I think it's the best version of Watchmen we'd ever get. Well, and it's or different we'll for me because I, you know, much like how, um, like you said, I was all fucking Dawn of the Dead all the way, fucking crazy into Dawn of the Dead, and then the remake came out. 
and I was very apprehensive, yeah. and I liked it, but I'm still not going to say it's fucking better than the remake, and there was definitely problems and things that I would go back and fix and yeah. stuff that I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But you let some of that slide because it's what you're going to get, and it could have been a lot fucking worse. And that's the thing is you just you let your expectations, like, you, right. you're just happy that you got what you got, and... And really, it's entertaining, and it works for what it is. But in regards to Watchmen, for me, it's a little different, because I never read the graphic novel until I heard all this shit about this movie being made about Watchmen. I didn't even really... I mean, I'm not a comic guy. I'll yeah. admit it. I've never been a comic guy. Yeah. I, had, I collected Mad Magazines when I was a kid, but that's not really comics. No. You know? So I had a few, I had a few loose X-Men comics here and there. Yeah. Not a... You know, like it. Never got into it hardcore. Yeah. So there's no reason for me to really know about it because, you know, mostly if you're a comic guy, you're going to know about Watchmen. So when I heard about this and all the hype and everything, I'm like, okay, well, before the movie comes out, I'm going to get the book and read it, which I did, yeah. and I read it, and, I mean, the the book was good. It's uh, very, it's, it's, it's not even, it's not even, in a way. it's not I mean, even a it's, comic, it's a it's novel. Not, it's a novel, and it's fucking dark, and it's like... I was not expecting what I read, you know, which kind of threw it a kind of weird curveball for me. Alan Moore used to be so awesome. Yeah, so I'm like, it's weird because, I mean, reading it as a teenager would be different than reading it in your 20s for the first time, too, because you'd be a lot more kind of, I think, I'd be more like, ooh, I'm down with this because it's fucking dark and, you know, nobody else knows about it but me and stuff, you know? Can you imagine, uh, let's just put your mindset into the, you're, you're the reader of, of most DC Vertigo Marvel type comics back in, you know, the 80s and you're reading Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and then this book comes out, Watchmen, and it turns all of those, all of those superhero traits and, 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 and stories on their head. Can you, I mean... Now it's like we take it for where it granted. makes it look silly. It makes well, like Superman look silly. Yeah, and it brings it down to like a level where you can almost identify. Now we take that for granted. Now you're like, oh, we're seeing like the back end of like being a dude. It's Hancock. Like, Hancock is like he's a dude like everybody else. Oh my god, yeah. that was a bad example. But where you're but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, it, just, it comes out like because Holy it's shit. like yeah, you read Superman comics and he's like this well-adjusted. You know, a dude who goes around and does good, you know, and everyone likes him, and he likes everyone. It's Ex all happy, good time. Exactly. Except for Lex Luthor, because he doesn't like him, but at the same well, time, he sees him as necessary. Lex Luthor needs his real estate. Right. But I mean, real estate. Right. But, so, when it comes to Watchmen, it's like... Actually, oh, I almost lost my train of thought. So, when it comes to um, fucking Dr. Manhattan uh, kind of having, like, omnipotent powers, sort of like how Superman's pretty much unstoppable... If Superman existed in a real world, much like Watchmen is supposed to be, Superman would be fucking depressed. He'd be on fucking antidepressants, but they wouldn't affect him because he's Superman. You know, <laughs> because fucking he spends all his time saving everybody else. Who fucking saves Superman? He'd be kind of like... And it was the one part of Bruce Almighty that I liked. Bruce Almighty, when he opens up his email, and all he can hear is people like, Dear God, can you save me? I'm getting beat for my kids, and da 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 da, mm -hmm. and it's just like, oh, I can't fucking deal. Like, yeah. I just, I mean, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Just... Can Superman go to fucking Cancun for a week? No, he can't. Can he go to the Jersey Shore and hang out with Situation? Yeah. No. Although I would love to I'd see. I'd love to see him hanging out. Oh with my situation. God, yeah. Situation's like it's a Situation. Superman, Superman's like, I just bitch, see, I'm like, Superman. I want to see a Polaroid where they're both holding their shirts up. <laughs> That'd be actually pretty great. Or fucking, there's like a fucking like hidden it's sex like, tape. This situation, yeah, this Krypton. Fuck that. Superman actually gets drunk and fucks Snooky. <laughs> <laughs> like this weird sex tape of Superman just railing Snooky. 
blows her head off of this comb. It'd be pretty great. But no, yeah, what, like it's true. It's like he just that movie. Even the book, it's it's so different. It's yeah. just a different take on it. But like and I, I said, so for me, well. it's different because I didn't you know get into it younger. So I you know read the book before the movie, watched the movie. I wasn't such a crazy fucking devoted to the book because I hadn't been for years. So yeah. to me, it wasn't such a huge disconnect. Um, ending being different. Eh, you know, would, to me... Would the, okay, spoiler alert. Spoiler fucking alert. Would the ending of the actual Watchmen graphic novel work on film? It was the giant It would only be octopus. for those who were, who were all about the book. Do you think to they me. could have done it in, in, in the movie version? In the movie, ver- in the movie that we got, do you think the ending of a giant squ- purple squid alien destroying New York, would that work? In the movie version, could they have put that in any way and made it actually work? I honestly think that the version that we got works perfect. Yeah, I don't really see how. I mean, it would have been weird. Yeah. You know? Like, because everything's kind of based... I mean, the movie's kind of based... I mean, it's like, do Batman. But is it less weird in the book? No. I found it to be kind of weird. See, I didn't because there was throughout the book there was hints to that with like the, the with like with the artist of the the Black Friday and he's on that island mm-hmm. and the chick's and you actually see the chick drawing the squid in like page thirty and then in page three hundred like oh. obviously I didn't notice that because like I said I read it once oh, and okay. I'm like this was cool I watched the movie and I'm like this is this way was better. really fucking cool too <laughs> it's got Bob um, Dylan in it it's great. Yeah, I mean, am I gonna be? Romance is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was cool. I mean, yeah, I'm with you, dude. I did not hate that movie at all. I love that movie, and I remember talking about like you need to see it. Um, Did you see it? My favorite stuff was the the like 1950s stuff in the beginning. Here's a hint. The beginning is fucking great. Yes, that's the best part of the whole movie. I should say here's a hint. Here's a recommendation for those of you that love the movie. Do not. Well, okay. Personal opinion by Rob Hughes. There's an ultimate director's cut out now that incorporates the standalone movie. It's the Tales of the Black Friday and Behind the Hood, the Hollis Mason story, into the actual movie now. Here's the deal. The Black Friday as a movie sucks. In the book, it makes sense. But in the actual movie, I rented it. It's horrible. The animation sucks. Yeah, Gerard Butler, you did okay as the voice. This is Sparta. This is the Black Friday. Okay, great. Horrible. But you said you like the '50s stuff. The Hollis Mason, like they had like a, I think it's like a half an hour or 40 minutes, like set in like I think it's the '80s, early '80s, late '70s, where he's they're like they're interviewing him and they're showing pictures of like the '50s and the '60s. That shit is fucking golden. Yeah, I've heard that's really good actually. I highly recommend renting the Black Friday, if only for the Hollis Mason um, side stuff. The animation for the Black Friday, fuck it, who cares? And I know the Ultimate Watchmen re-added in um, um, the new stand guy and the, and, and the kid that read the comic. Yeah, do I give a shit? No. Because I'm sorry. Like, Zach, you, you, you kind of went too close to the subject material on some things. Just, yeah. and, and, and your version was completely different. Mm-hmm. But I, I dig it. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. See, I, I think here's the greatest part about this list is that we, we agree a lot more on movies than video games, which is weird because you don't really play many video games or watch many movies. Yeah, I it's weird. that's true. Yeah. It's weird. I'd have to say my uh, my number three, which came out of left field for me because I think I was smack-talking this a lot uh, during pre-production, Star Trek. 
Oh, well, okay, well, since you're going to bring that up, it's also on my list. And Bam! Funny enough, that was going to be my number one. Ah! Uh, yeah, so you go first. Okay, you yeah. know, here we go. I, um, as a kid, was always a Star Wars fan. Star Wars! I liked Wars in the Stars. I didn't like trekking in the stars. Uh, my dad and my mom, their first date, uh, side note, was Empire Strikes Back uh, opening day. That was their first date. Uh, well, I shouldn't say first date, but first movie together. They saw Empire Strikes Back day one. So as a young kid, I was inundated with, with Star Wars. What is the popcorn have I? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. My earliest memories is Star Wars everything. Like That was me. Um, my dad, on the other hand, was a huge Star Trek queer. Like, <laughs> love that shit. Loved it. And as a kid, I thought it was dumb. I'm like, where are really? the Ewoks? As a kid. As okay. a young gotcha. kid. Gotcha. Young kid. Five, six, seven. Because that was before Next Generation. That was just the movies. Mm -hmm. What the fuck is this dude? He's got pointy ears. Where's Chewbacca? Yeah. Where's the crazy-ass Millennium Falcon? Where's Darth Vader? Because as a kid, Star Trek is boring as shit. Just saying. As a kid, in my opinion... The movies, yeah. The sh and I didn't get a chance... As a kid, I didn't watch the show. Because that was before, like, VHS had it on the show. Oh, I didn't the show see in reruns. It. See, I didn't see any of that. Okay. I saw movies. I'm like, this is fucking dumb. Where's Chewbacca? Where's Han Solo? Yeah, where's the, the movies lightsaber? Till later. Right. Yeah, you know where's that shit? So I was a star. I was a Star Wars kid. Then Next Generation came out, and as a kid, I'm like, all right. My dad and my mom were big into it, and I'm like, let me watch this. Hey, what's up with this guy? Picard, bald. What's up with Warp? This is weird. Techno battles is kind of that's kind of odd, and I thought it was kind of cheesy. Then there was a certain time, I think it was about 7th grade, when I really was just like, I think I was about 13, 14, I was like, holy fuck, this is great. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy all the toys, I'm going to dress up like Data, I'm going to go to conventions, I'm a goddamn dork. And I loved it. I saw Generations, I think genera Generations was the first movie of Star Trek I saw in the theater. I saw mm -hmm. it with my mom, it was a big bonding experience and shit, I'm like, yeah! And then as I got older, I'm like, you know, I saw Generations, and I was like, yeah, and I saw First Contact, and I'm like, yeah, the Borg is awesome. This movie's great. And then I was like, yeah, Insurrection. And I was like, okay. Oh, it started falling off with Insurrection. I'm like, okay, yeah. that guy's kind of cool. It's like, it's like Brazil. They're pulling the skin over the face. That's kind of cool. And then Nemesis. Wait, you're a clone of Picard? This is gay. I wouldn't call, I wouldn't say that. Nemesis was horrible. Nemesis was the worst Star Trek movie ever. Judging Nemesis, by how I can't remember exactly what happened in that one. Nemesis. It yeah. was, was, was this was the I believe it was the Picard clone that was like an alien or some bullshit. Maybe I didn't even see that one. It was the new it was the last one they made before the new yeah. reboot. Yeah. And the next generation for me, to be honest, really it was kind of lame. It was all techno babble and no action. It was all diplomacy. It was all like Number one, talk to this alien to make it so. And he was all like, Tashiar will drown in oil. Now we're going back to normal. Hey, look, Worf has a kid. It's the kid from fucking Family Don't Ties. Don't talk shit about the Tashiar dying episode. That's great. Dude, that is not great. Now, have you That's watched great. it? Have you watched it lately? Uh, no. no. But, uh, well, okay, no. Uh, lately being about CJ. three or four years ago <laughs> on TNT or USA or something. And, yeah, the fucking special effects were horrible. Dude, the first two seasons, two or three seasons of Star Trek Generation was pretty bad. I still bad. like it. I don't know why. I still do. Maybe Here's, it's the cheesiness now that I enjoy. I didn't enjoy the cheesiness back then. I get that. I get that. You know why? Because it's cheesy fun now, you know? like Here's... Because I, I was... I'm able to admit this. I'm able to admit this freely. I realized about two years ago, 
that I was never really a fan of Star Trek. <laughs> I was a fan of Patrick Col- Stewart. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. Jonathan Frakes, motherfucker. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. I was a fan of collecting the figures. <laughs> I was a fan of collecting. Well, I, I guess that's where we differ because I, I was like, legitimately on, a fan. Oh no, I. But I didn't go to co- like conventions or anything. I just dude, enjoyed it. Dude, I went to house. conventions in my Lycra jumpsuit with my fake tricorder, communicator pin, and phaser, and I'm all like, stun. <laughs> yeah, well, if we were friends back then, guess who would have been next to you in a fucking all fat in a little jumpsuit? Yeah, it would have been me. I wouldn't even be a jumpsuit. I would have been like, dude, you're the Borg. You're the Borg. <laughs> we're going <laughs> to glue some fucking... Dustbuster fucking taped to my chest. We're going to glue a two-liter bottle of Coke to like your head. Like a monocle. I'm like, I'm Borg. <laughs> I'm CJ of two. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the thing is I realized that like I'm six I was, of nine. <laughs> I was more of a fan of the idea because if you were to ask me any major questions about next generation, I couldn't answer them, and I realize that now. Hmm. It wasn't until it wasn't until up to about I think about a year or what two was ago. Was Deanna Troy's mom's name? Luxana. Roxana. I was close. It was mm. an Anna. Yeah, it was close. It's true. Sure. For me, to be honest, a big part of me being a fan of that was I had a best friend, uh, 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 Johnny, that was big into it, and my parents were big into it, so it was a kind of a big deal. And I loved Q. I loved a lot of the stuff. So my parents were big into it, but they watched it. Oh, see, and I, I watched was, it like with them. And my brother was the kid that was. Do you remember the remember the kid from Trekkies? Yeah. The, okay, that was my brother. Mm. He was the one like schematics. Mm, this this model of Star Trek Voyages should have some burn marks on it because of Episode Three, Season Two. Mah. I wasn't like that. I was like, hey, they got phasers. I like this thing. Hey, there's aliens. But I didn't, I, was, I realized that I wasn't really a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, you know, Star Trek, the movie came out, and everybody on the boards, and everybody in real life was just like, yeah. And I'm like, wait, it's fucking Siler. I fucking hate heroes. That's not Spock. It's Nimoy. Yeah. And I wasn't even a huge fan of the originals. I'm like, no, that's not right. I finally watched, and I was like, all right. I get it. This movie, wow. All right. Action. Suspense, mm-hmm. some good story plots, mm-hmm. and hey, I really liked fucking Chris Pine as fucking Kirk, and I dug actually dug Zachary Quinto as Spock, and I was like, you know, all right, is he Nimoy? No, you know, is he kind of rough a bit? Could they be better? Yeah, but I actually dug what they did with it, and then that made me be like, I'm gonna go watch Wrath of Khan and search for Spock, and you know, Voyage Home, and it turns out. <laughs> I'm a Star Trek original uh, series. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fag for that. I'm totally gay for the original con and all. I, I, I will. Yeah, I like that shit too. I yeah. will watch Kirk any day over Picard. You know why? Because it's more. It's it might be cheesier. Yes. It's a lot more dramatic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't want to watch fucking Aaron Sorkin presents Next Generation. I don't want to watch. We will be, dip, you know, diplomatic over the fucking neutral zone. I want to watch Kirk be like, I'm gonna fuck your bitch. And then I'm going to fuck you up in the face. I like that. And the new Star Trek kind of gave me that. Chris Pine was just like in your face. Simon Pegg was in it. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, I dude, I I converted, man. I am. I'm a st- Good. Star Trek at this point. At this point, if you put everything together. I want a sequel now. Yes. I am more of a fan. I cannot freaking wait for a sequel. I am more of a fan of Star Trek than Star Wars right now. And that makes me very fucking sad. Well, for me, very sad. Uh, I... I grew up on seeing first Star Wars, of course. Then I was all into it, and we had the toys and stuff, yes. and I loved it. But I wasn't 
I wasn't a super Star Wars fan. Oh, I, like, I loved it, but I, I wasn't a super sheets. Star Wars fan. <laughs> it was more later in life that I became a huge, bigger Star Wars fan. Was it fan. when they re-released it on, like, on VHS? Not even in the theater Yeah, yet? actually, like, when, when I had my own VHS copy of it, and I was able to watch it more, like, in, like, middle school, I'd say. I still have the original CBS videos that cost my parents $99 per movie. I, kept, I don't even have a VCR. Oh, I kept I wish my I still CBS had mine, videos, actually. and it has, like, the badass, like... The badass movie art in the front, and yeah, yep. it's, yeah, yeah. I uh, so you know, I wasn't, I wasn't crazy, and so I, it, you know, I didn't, I wasn't like you know, fucking fuck Trek. I love wars, you know, but I, uh, <laughs> I kind of wish you still were like just fucking fight. <laughs> fuck that shit. No, and <laughs> I the darkest podcast ever. <laughs> and I, I remember watching the original series and reruns, but I wasn't crazy into it, and I didn't love it. But I loved, I you know, just instantly liked sci-fi stuff. Yeah, and any kind of space stuff, I just found it cool. And oh yeah, for sure. So you know, when that was on, considering that back then we had no cable, it was network stuff. When something like that was on, it was like hell yeah, that's great. And there was a certain uh, point of time where Next Generation was followed by the original. Uh, on network TV for a while. For I don't me, remember anyway. that, and I wish I had. I that. watched a lot of TV. It's a little sad, but uh, <laughs> so yeah. So I uh, I loved Next Generation. I still do. I watched the shit out of that. I watched every episode. I mean, I, I wasn't like drawing diagrams or anything. I, for some reason, I just don't really get into that kind of minutia of it. Yeah. For some reason, I just like it. It's not like I'm following all the Stop actors' blowing up harder. Yeah, like, I don't... I'm not someone who can be, like, you know, naming off planets and shit like that, but I like the show. Uh, I got... Definitely there's some episodes that remember standing out in my mind, especially, like, everyone loves the two-part Borg episode with Picard turning into Locutus. Locutus. Fucking great. And remember, I, would, I saw that on TV, I'm like, oh, shit. This is fucking great. There was action in that one. There was real ship fighting in that one. But, you know, I don't know why, but I also liked some of the less action-y episodes where it was more solving a puzzle. Any episode that with That was Q. cool with me. Anything with John DeLancey. Love Q. Love it. Are you kidding me? The finale of that show, yeah. harkening back to the first episode of that show, yep. one of the best finales of any really yeah. sci-fi show ever. And like, they, they it was some, great. They did some ballsy they shit did, with, like, did. some weird scripts they did. that are that. really out there. And but I'm there like, was also some really cheesy shit. Oh, like, yeah. Well, the Forge, like, oh, God, the fucking reactor's working out. Let me do a quick... Tuck and roll, and like you roll, and like fucking door still has like thirty seconds yeah, of yeah. going down, like stupid. Shit. And the ones where they're like not on the ship and they're on a planet, and the sets look just horrible and shit. But whatever, you but know. But you buy it. For the, but the thing is, is I bought it for Kirk. I didn't buy it for Picard. I bought it. I liked Picard. I liked no, the I know, whole I, fucking I'm crew. talking about the. I'm talking about the shitty sets. Oh, with the shitty sets, it didn't bother me. Oh, see, I don't kinda, know. I mean, for some reason, I'm like, this is dumb. I fucking bought it. I bought into it. I, I don't know if I was at the right age or something or what, but I just, I was all about it. Now I go back and watch it, and it's cheesy, but it's also nostalgia, and I still like it. I don't know why. I'm just a big nerd for Star Trek, right? Nothing wrong with that, dude. And I even got into Voyager, and I fucking watched the shit out of Voyager as well. Quick side note: I gave up after everything until the new Star Fair Trek enough. movies. I never after liked Generation. I gave up on. I didn't watch Deep Space Nine. I didn't, I didn't watch Voyager. I didn't watch Enterprise. None of that bullshit. I didn't watch Deep Space Nine. I didn't Which find I it entertaining is at like all. The best version of anything. If you, I guess if you get to a certain point in it, like it's boring as shit in the beginning. But I, I don't know. I never got like into my that. My brother one. is a huge Deep Space Nine. Like, no, yeah. you watch that. That's the pinnacle That's of Star what I've Trek. Heard. I'm like. Yeah. I can't say no because I'm like, dude, you used to hey, draw Star Netflix, Trek stuff. I would give it a shot, too. It's not, though. But it's not. So, season five I, is, I was about Voyager, you know? I would really like that. Captain Janeway. It was a good shot. So I watched all that, and then um, 
when Enterprise came Scott out, Bakula. I had some fucking. I'm like, great, Scott Bakula's gonna be a captain. Let I can totally leave, see him as a captain. And then it. there's the rest of the crew of that fucking dude. No wait, the Vulcan. I wanted to have sex with. Well, yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. fucking hot. Yeah, the Vulcan. Yeah, I mean, the she Vulcan was hotter was than like seven of nine or whatever that shit that was. Like, but some of the other hot. actors on there, I was horrible. not digging yeah. at all. Yeah. And uh, the time period and stuff was like, I'm what? The ships are all weak now and shit. And I don't know. So I watched like the first season of that. Uh, I think it only went like two or three seasons, and I kind of checked out after the first season and never finished it. Um, so, and then all the movies, uh, you know, the original movies, um, one was I was never born. a huge, no, not the Next Generation was the original, like, yeah, no, one was a space porn. Star Trek, the original movie was like space oh, porn. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I had So boring. It's funny, I kind of skipped over those as a kid. I only watched maybe like one or two of them, and Did I barely remember recently? them. I still gotta kinda go back through and see a lot of those, actually. That to cut you off, have you watched Khan recently? No. If not, okay. Okay, listeners of the podcast, I'm putting this out in stone. After this episode, I am going to give CJ Wrath of Khan on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Which is to my... Which is, which is, I'm being completely honest and not making fun or anything. It's probably one of the best looking remastered... It looks like it was filmed yesterday. I I buy Khan's technology more than anything in the prequels. Cool. And in Blu-ray, it's great. I will borrow you that. I will borrow you that. Cool. Next week, I expect you to have watched it by right. next week. That's fine. I, you, I really, you, yeah, I really want to watch that, actually. Should we, should we shake here? Are we shaking? Are we shaking that you're watching Khan next week? Yes. There we go. CJ will have watched Khan. I will borrow you that. So anyway, you're not a, you weren't a huge fan of the original movies or as a kid? Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't yeah. you know dislike them. I'd seen them like on TV maybe a few times, okay. something like that. But yeah. I wasn't like, it wasn't like Star Wars where it's like, I'm going to fucking watch like a bunch of Star Trek today. Well, at Star Wars, you only had three movies to watch as a kid. You had nothing you else. You watched them over and over again. Oh my though. God, dude, you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. So I did not do that with Star Trek. But, um, and then the new movies, the next generation movies, like you said, I was the same way. I don't like fucking, uh, First Contact, fucking good. You know, I was all about that one. The Borg Queen, when she's like, Data, do you feel that? Oh my god, it's real skin. <laughs> Let me blow on your hairs on your skin. It was like, I just watched that. That movie does not hold up at all. Yeah, that movie I'm is sure so bad right now. I'm sure it doesn't. Yeah, I, I do I love agree. the Zephyrin Cochran yeah. stuff, though. Yeah. I did like that. I mean, it was okay. I mean, warp. I mean, warp. The movies to me, the next generation movies to me, I would rather watch the show than the movies for the most part. Yeah. Because it's just, it's more cheesy and entertaining. I like the cheesiness of it. And that, like, early 90s time period of TV just has a certain look to it that I enjoy for some reason. Because it's just cheesy and low budget. (laughs) It's your happy place. It is. It's my happy place. I like the early 90s TV. It's good times. (laughs) Give me fucking get a life any day, and I'll be like, yay, Chris Elliott. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> One show that does not get enough love at all. But now we come to the new Star Trek remake, and I heard it was being made. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, you know, whatever. You know, I, different people were. Matt Damon for a while was going to be fucking captain, and that could have been interesting. I still. Could have been interesting. I think that would have been great. Yeah. I would not mind Damon as Kirk. But, you know, I mean, uh, over I the years, Damon. though, I kind of checked out a little bit on the Star Trek franchise. And more well, interested still in, you know, lots of other new sci-fi stuff like District 9 comes out and shit. I'm like, fuck Star Trek, District 9, you know. And then uh, I don't see it in the theater. Uh, yeah. But I hear it's really good from friends. I'm like, okay, cool. And then it comes out on DVD. And I'm like, you know, whatever. I'll did watch you, it when I watch it. Did you watch it on Blu-ray yet? 
No. Do I need to borrow you Star Trek the re- the remake on Blu-ray as well as? We'll Con? get into that. I gotta I gotta balance. <laughs> I gotta balance the amount of movies you give me <laughs> with how many I'm actually gonna watch. How much bamboo you eat? So you can divided have time to watch. by the amount of rage you're gonna unload upon me if I don't watch them within a certain timeline that you have to kind of graph different points. That's on. true. I have like my graph. It's paper a very right big now. theory. Oh, it's dude, a, it's a crazy yeah. cosine going on right now. Yeah, it's, it's a big equation. All right, so I'll give, you, um, I'll give you con. We'll hold off on the remake. So anyway, right. you watch it on DVD. So finally, yeah. So finally, I pop it in. I'm like, okay, let's see what this is about. And the only way I can really compare this is uh, when the Dark Knight came out. I knew that I'd like it. You know, I, like I knew that there wasn't going to be any way that I'd walk out of it and be like, fuck this movie. I knew it'd be good. I knew I'd like it, and I knew that you know, I'd be happy. You know, with it. Did that, that have anything to do with my glowing review during episode, I think it was like episode 38 I'm sure of Batman a Lozenge? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. That's what it was from podcast.com. Check it out, mm. podcast.com. And it's just like that, where I started watching it, and just like in the theater for Dark Knight, after like the first like five minutes, like I'm like, I'm fucking in. And there's just like a smile on my face where I'm just like, this is going to be great from beginning to end. I can tell already. And it was just a great fucking experience. I did not expect to like that movie as much as I did. The homage to the original Kirk was great. He kept doing the lean, the camera angles where it's like he's leaning and the camera is kind of like looking up at him or down at him. It's great homages to the original where it's like that dramatic effect. Um, fucking having a, you know, a hero Spock. And what's that guy's name again? Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto. Um, I didn't think I'd like him. He was a great Spock. I you had know, no problems with him. No I, problems at all. He was, to be honest... To I had be, to separate him from the hero's character, but once I did, I'm fine. To be to be honest, and I and, and this is kind of probably reneging what I just said about <laughs> ten minutes ago. And I'm happy with him. Well, and I asked that earlier in episodes uh, of either podcast or even here when I talked about it. He was good, but he was the only one of the new cast I wasn't happy with completely. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, granted, granted, granted Nemo. Well, well, Kirk for me, and I love Shatner, but Kirk for me is almost like all you have to do is have that swagger and that that personality to be like, whatever I do is right, and fuck off. Yeah, you have it. Spock for me always had that 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 air of superiority and 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 intelligentness, and it was very hard for me. And I've watched Star Trek the remake at least four times now since it came on theaters. I st- it's still hard for me to, to, to separate Siler from a show that I hate and, 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 and this Spock and also separate it from Nimoy. You because also Nimoy watched a lot more heroes movie. than I did, too. Well, and also Nimoy's... If Nimoy... If, okay, if Shatner was in the remake, mm. I might not like Chris Pine you know, as much. that's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Nimoy is in the remake and yeah. he's like, listen, me and you are best friends, young Kirk, and blah, blah, blah. And then you see... Young Spock, and I'm like, dude, your mom is Winona Ryder? Wait, she was the god chick from Beetlejuice, and now I gotta fucking put everything together, and my hair is falling out. Winona Ryder was a bit kind of jarring. What the fuck was up with that? That was jarring. What a random fucking actress to put in that role. That was not necessary. She's not a good actress, so why put Put her in Put in someone I have no idea who they are. Because who fucking cares? Spock's mom? I don't give a shit. It's like like watching Texas Chainsaw the beginning, and like... How did Arlie Ermy lose his teeth? You're going to find out in this seriously. movie. Like, who gives a fucking shit? I don't give a shit. Mail call. Yeah, seriously. Oh, man, that's funny. A, I don't give a shit that fucking Spock's mom's fucking... Well, that's a great point that having like, having Nimoy why? in there did kind of 
that's what's taking down a notch. Yeah. And I, I grant that I know that Shatner's a dick. Apparently, a happy his... Nimoy was in there though. Yeah, I'm no, glad to see him again, except for his weird fat sausage fingers. <laughs> when he pulled the fucking live long and prosper, the only thing I could stare at was like. Dude, the knuckles, the fat of the Live knuckles long. of your fingers, they're really large. Live long and prosper and check yourself for diabetes. <laughs> Eat Jimmy Dean sausage. Look at my fingers. It freaks me <laughs> out. But yeah, that's what really killed it because you have Nimoy. Is he a great actor? I'm not going to say yes or no. He's Spock, though. Mm-hmm. He's motherfucking Spock. And it had to have been a mind fuck for Quinto to be like, A, okay, Kirk, people, like, people love Shatner, but why? Because I'm an actor? Not really. Mm-hmm. Because of a personality of Shatner. Right. Where Nimoy essentially is and has always been Spock. Yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess Shatner to a point, but Shatner had T.J. Hooker. Mm-hmm. Fucking Nimoy had, like, great Shatner's mysteries more successful beyond. now than he has been in years. Exactly. I mean, shit, him and, uh, fucking... Well, I mean, uh, and what's his name? Takai? No, no, no. The guy in the lawyer show he's with now. Oh, uh, Spader from Spader. Stargate. Him and Spader are like a great team. My parents love the fuck out of that show. They've seen like every episode on DVD. Like, I don't get it, but people love it. Right? Boston, was it Boston Legal? So yeah. it's not like, you know, Shatner only works in one way. No. I mean, he works. And if you go back and watch him in Twilight Zone before... Like, he was good in that shit, too. Yeah, and I, and I still Over like... dramatic, Sh- Maybe. I still like Shatner in the original Star Trek. Yeah. But, I mean, but for me, like, like and, like, I'm, I'm glad that, I mean, I'm not the first one to bring it up, but, I mean, it, it really threw me for a loop to see Nimoy, and more than just, like, a live long... I mean, he kind of played, like, a kind of a part, like, I fuck shit up, you gotta fix it, young Kirk. And then Quinto was like, I see where the character's going, but to me it didn't mesh well, so hopefully the sequel mm. puts them both together and fucking nails it. Can't wait for it. So uh, I think we've how many uh, you have one left, right? Because I have one left. All right. So what is your uh, what is your number five movie two thousand nine? Just kind of squeaking in there. Squeaking. Um, I'm gonna say, and I just saw this was uh, the Sherlock Holmes movie, Robert Downey Jr. <gasps> have you seen it? You haven't no, seen it, have you? No. It. It's it's good. I mean, it's it's definitely not. I mean, like I said, it would be like just barely getting into my top five. Question. You saw Sherlock Holmes in the theater, correct? Yeah. Okay. Quick side note. Have you seen Avatar in the theater yet? What's an Avatar? Oh, you, that movie about the pictures that people use online and forums? Yes! Yeah. It's the movie like, look, it's me. I'm a funny <laughs> picture. That's my name. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. So Avatar you like Sherlock yet. Holmes, though? You're a, you're a fan of Sherlock Holmes? I liked it. I mean, I, I was really. I didn't know I was going to like it so much, but. Um, Guy Ritchie? Yeah, Guy Ritchie Lockstock? or Rob Guy Jr. Snatch, man? Yeah. Uh, if Robert Downey Jr. wasn't in it. It would be fucking stupid. Did he make it for you? He carried that movie on his back. And that Jude alone made Law it good in? enough to be in my top five. He was okay. I mean, I like Jude Law. Gigolo Joe. I don't yes. mind Jude Law existence. either. Yes. He was fine. Oh, he was great. Yeah, I love him in existence. Great. I love yeah. him in existence. But I, yeah, I, I, you know, he doesn't make the movie. Not like Downey does. No. And it's a little bit too long. I mean, I definitely nitpicked that movie where it needs a little bit. Fat cut off. It was, there was something missing a little bit. And that would and be what? it could what? be a little bit too was long, missing, maybe. Think? It needed to be trimmed down. I don't know what's missing. There's just something that... Anime. Maybe. maybe what yeah. if there was like Act 2.5 where it was like, there was like think a about Bill this, style. Watson. And all of a sudden it was like Sherlock Holmes and like Watson like all animated like Kill Bill. It was like a Kill Bill style. Like it just switches into anime for a while. That could be interesting. But I, you know, like I said, I, you know, like I, I like Downey and Iron Man and stuff, but he works Downey fucking... Downey fucking brought it. Yeah, but Downey's he works an actor. really good. Yeah, he works great as Sherlock Holmes. Like he carried that fucking movie. And I'd recommend it 
but it was a little bit too long. If I could just kind of fix it, it would be higher up on the list. Now, Holmes, and I know we're gonna we're running a little bit late. This would be a long episode. You know what? I hope you guys appreciate this kind of shit because I could split this into two episodes, but that ruins the flow. Holmes is actually on my third list of movies that were supposed to be awesome, but I didn't see uh, because I'm that good. I have my list enough. of that. Um, now. Holmes, for you, were as a kid. Um, as a kid, I was huge into Encyclopedia Brown because I was like, I can identify with you. Uh, Holmes, for me, the first thing as a kid I remember Young is the Sherlock Great Holmes. Mouse Detective. Oh no! I which is know. my favorite Disney movie of all time, Radigan, and it was based I off Great it. Mouse. Yeah, yeah and I, I loved it. it. To but me, when Holmes, I think of Holmes, I, didn't give a shit. I think of Young Sherlock Holmes. That oh, the first version of ever of CG being used in a movie with the stained glass knight. And the, Bam, uh, in your you face, remember the, the... I love that movie, actually. That movie's great. Stop motion animation. He yeah. opens the refrigerator. Yeah. And all the food comes to life. That shit freaked me the fuck out when I was a kid. I don't know why, but, like, the fucking food coming to life and it looks like insects and shit. I don't... This is one of those things where when you're a kid, you're... It just... Something simple like that can just freak you out. Dude, I, I, I will give you that. Now, so... so it's not now, like I'm a huge home, Sherlock Holmes Well, yeah, fan. I mean, I'm, 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 I've never known you to be like, dude, Rob, you gotta read fucking book three of Sherlock Holmes. Or you, like, look over, I'm fucking playing the fiddle. Like, I'm thinking, Rob. It'd be great if you're wearing, like, the Sherlock Holmes hat. Yeah. Like, this stereotypical one. Did he wear that in the movie? Like, the stereotypical Holmes hat? Uh, maybe in a couple points. Did he have a pipe? I think he might have had a pipe in a couple points, too. And he did play the fiddle. Yeah. Wait, but it's I don't, Downey. It's Downey. I don't remember you know? Holmes playing the fiddle ever in anything. But I don't. Yeah, I read he the plays books. like a fiddle violin thing. Nice. Help him think. Mm, nice. Now I have two. Since you finished your top five, um, and I know we're running kind of late uh, here here at the uh, BrandonRadio.com. Check it out for all your awesome needs. Um, I have two movies that you did not mention yet, which may have been on your honorable mentions, which is a list we are going to go through as well, because you know why? We care, motherfuckers. And I'm drinking, and it's only 9 p.m. Central Time right now. I had to say, my number motherfucking four movie of 2009 actually caught me off guard. It sounded silly, mm-hmm. and then it sounded great, mm-hmm. and then it was like, wait, I don't like this kid. Is it going to be good? Motherfucking Zombie Land. Here's a movie. Would have been if I had seen it. See, that's on my list. Honorable mentions of movies that should have been awesome but didn't see. For me, it's more of a list of movies I just should have seen and didn't. Yeah, and really, I should punch you in the dick for this on the podcast live um, for the fact that you had just gone on uh, about 20 minutes ago about like, I was the zombie guy. This movie has zombie in the title. I was. In the title. I'm a shell of a man. How many movies have zombie in the title? I'm broken. Uh, You are. That's right. Trent Reznor style. (laughs) <laughs> Zombie Land. That's right. That's right. It's, it's, it's like, a, like a little fucking 1996 <laughs> reference. That's right. Reference. Yeah. That's right. Jesse Eisenberg. Adventureland. I hated you. I fucking hated you. Send hate mail to Rob at brainerradio.com. I don't know how to say a real email. <laughs> Maybe. Well, just send yeah, it there anyway. Yeah, wait, See what You happens. might get a bounce back, motherfuckers. Uh, otherwise, just go to brainerradio.com and click email us. You'll, you, you'll get the hang of it. I hate Jesse Eisenberg. Info eh. at. Yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit? Info at rob.zombie.brainda.edu.prodigy.compuserve.com. Woody Hurl. That's right. I've that shit. CarmenSanDiego.com. Oh, I haven't heard the CompuServe in a long That's time. That's right, motherfucker. Oh, in television, fine. motherfucker. So, Zombieland. You got a movie called Zombieland. Boom. Zombie the title. It's got to be good. Jesse Eisenberg. Eh, you're like a Michael Sarah wannabe, which I thought. Hmm, you're way better than Michael Sarah. 
Woody Harrelson, fuck yeah, you're great, you need to be more things. Emma Blunt, don't give a shit. And then, spoiler alert. I am gonna spoil this shit. I'm spoiling it right now because I've been spoiled already. You have been, and I know I accidentally spoiled people on the forums. Hasn't been spoiled with this. By well, this. and here's the deal: I had spoiled it on the boards because we had changed, and <laughs> my spoiler tags were on black, but we changed the color of the board. So whoops! Motherfucking Bill Murray shows up in this shit. After a decade of movies that he just was phoning in, Garfield and Garfield 2 and Garfield 8 and who gives a shit. This movie was, this is the movie that me and you once again would have made if we had money because mm. all it was was let's make a zombie movie and it's kind of a road trip movie and it fits in all, it fits in slow and fast and it's funny and it's great and, and there's gore, like really some great gore and it's got Bill Murray showing up out of nowhere. And he actually has a character, like, and he's great, and he's funny, and he's not like. And Bill and Murray paired with fucking Woody Harrelson. Could you ask for much more? You can't. Maybe you can't. Robert Downey showed up. Oh my god, better, seriously! But. And the thing was, is we saw it in the theater, and people walked out. We let it out in the theater, and people walked out of it, and it was because it, it was. There was parts of it where it's just like, wow, this is some fucking like. Go- I mean, there's some gore fucking hitting this shit. It's it's, it's pretty crazy, and. uh I mean, it was it was it was great to watch, and I had a, and I had a fun time, and it kind of put the zom- the whole zombie movie thing on its head, and we're at the point now where we're kind of zombied out. We need more zombie movies. No, let's give it a break. Mm-hmm. This is this seems to be like the the three years of the vampire, which yeah. really vampires you haven't been cool since the Lost Boys, <laughs> unless you're Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Sorry, Art Patterson, you're no Kiefer Sutherland. You know Alex Winter. You gotta well, yeah. You name Alex Winter. I would say. Uh, there was also the Bram Stoker's Dracula era. Ah, uh, dude, that was iffy because Keanu and that movie sucked. The only thing that was great was Woody Allen Ryder being. Dude, but you're not you, a Gary. You're okay, Gary Oldman. I love me Gary Oldman, but I'm even fine with you. Can't tell me that Bram Stoker's Dracula is a good movie. Like, this two and a half hours of like thirty minutes. Of this is good. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. all right. I'll give it up for Oldman. Yeah. And I'll give it up for my owner Ryder being raped by wolves wherever the fuck happened. <laughs> like, and even Hopkins' Helsing is good. Mm. But, I mean, really, that movie is just like, oh, really? When are we going to get to something interesting? Oh, great old man in top hat. Okay, good. Oh, now we're back to Keanu. I think the, the failure of that movie is Keanu. Yeah, the, the pacing, I mean. Pacing is completely off. For of now, if they were to make it now and it came out, I'd be like, yeah, this is Oh my is gosh, slow. it was now, I'd be like, but at, the time, at the time, I was tonight. like, yeah, this is cool. Like, Stab fucking. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's another great 1996 reference. Mm. I, don't know, I don't know what's up with me. But yeah, no, I love old. me some. That's what's up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm like a beer like eight over here. I love me some fucking Zombieland. It is fantastic. It is fun as shit. It's, it's got some, some new twists to the zombie stuff. And really, the cast is what makes it. Uh, the chemistry between uh, Harrelson and Eisenberg. And I believe it's Emily Blunt. I don't know me. Is that the... Uh, yeah, okay. Leslie's shaking her head, so that must be correct. I've gotten to the point now where I'd rather fuck Susan Sarandon than care about any of these uh, new young chicks on the block. Because I'm like, you are nothing to me at this point. Give me some big titties that smoke some weed and I, I will fuck them. But it was good. It was great. I loved it. And uh, my top five, well, my last pick, because you already picked your five, so I'm going to cut you off right here. Motherfucker! Is Quentin Tarantino's Nazi propaganda film, Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Is it the best Quentin Tarantino film? No. 
In my opinion, Jackie Brown is the best Quentin Tarantino film. However, however, how many times have you seen Jackie Brown? A million, and I love it. Right. Bastards, I've seen four times you know, now. Yeah. Is it great? Yes. But, but it just it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't achieve the pinnacle of Jackie Brown. And is it because Jackie Brown is the only Tarantino film he didn't write? Maybe he didn't write that movie. That makes sense, actually. He didn't write it. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. And, he didn't write and, it. And, and and the greatest thing about Bastards, and I think I talked about it when I first saw it in the theater uh, 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 back at podcast.com, check it out, 78 episodes, was that people walked out because when you saw the trailers, you saw Brad Pitt killing Nazis. Mm -hmm. The movie is not that. The movie yeah, is 98% of talking and reading subtitles, mm -hmm. which I'm fine with. I don't give a shit. I've heard all kinds of great and things it's about very, that movie. But it's very, it's very, you're watching, it's tense. It, you, you just you can feel your muscles tightening up, and even though you know what's happening, you're tense during it. And well, I, it's I love the it. people who don't even like Tarantino movies. Like it's on like their top lists. I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, there are a lot of haters out there. There is, and I and know this seems to, to disprove a lot of them. Like I, you know, I love me some bastards. Um, was it the best? Is it the best film of 2009? It's up there. Best it's, uh, use of a Freaks and Geeks cast member? Dude, if, if Sam Levine... I mean, honestly, I would love if James Franco showed up. <laughs> like, that would just, like, cracks me up. But, yeah, what I loved is the fact that the movie, when you, before you saw it, if you... I mean, you've seen it, right, CJ? No. Oh, okay. Fail it's watch. Same, it's on that same list. Yeah. All right, here we go. One hour and 59 minutes. I got to make sure I can hopefully remember the needle scratch here. Uh... <laughs> uh... Uh, for me, uh, um, are you uh, really that surprised at this point? Well, I mean, kind really? of. Well, it's because it's out in video. It's not. Yeah, but it's me. Well, yeah, but it's Tarantino, yeah. and we love Tarantino. That's true. That's right. I'm kind of surprised, sir. Kind of surprised. But if you look at the trailers and, and 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 the hype, it was all about Brad Pitt and his badass army killing Nazis. Surprise! That's honestly like a quarter of the film. Not even a major player of the film. I mean, if you actually watch it, not. I mean. It, He's not the main character at yeah, all. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I'm fine with that because Tarantino really did. He almost, and the thing is, and that's why it's weird to say that I prefer Jackie Brown over this, but he almost perfected his craft with with, with, with Bastards. Mm -hmm. It's like everything just works. I mean, even like the Bowie cues, which is weird to have David Bowie music in a Nazi propaganda film, essentially. It's weird. It's almost like Watchmen when you're watching here. these eight, it's, I mean, but in, in Watchmen, it makes sense because he's film diamond dogs yeah it's great, great but song. hearing fucking nazi films and all of a sudden have a bowie thrown in <laughs> and that's what tarantino is known for is great music is weird mm -hmm. i love me some bastards better than brown no better than fiction fuck yes because i'm one of the few people that really am not a huge fan of pulp fiction i was until he made more movies yeah and then it was like whoa this is kind of a misstep yeah so, honestly i, I prefer, wouldn't call it a misstep well not a misstep not okay you're right you're right Call me out. Call me out, CJ. Call me I out. I call it a misstep because, I mean, shit, it's Travolta coming back. Yes. Which was great. And that was, the, that was the beginning of me being like, you can bring people back from obscurity? Where's that's, Steve Gutenberg? Where is he? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Well, no. he's on Dancing and with the Michael, Stars. And where's Michael Winslow? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Winslow is a good one. Yeah. But for me, fiction was his, his the movie that made him big and did that, but... Fiction for me is the one that works the least for me out of all his films. Mm. Like now, out of his whole I filmography, I just I, do. I want to watch check fiction? out on. Uh, yeah, no, Kill Bill. Really. A lot of people check out on. And I, and I if you're not into like 
you know, the I'm not a fan of Kill Bill 1. Yeah. I like Kill Bill Part 2. I like mm -hmm. the talking stuff, and I like the stuff with Bill, and I like the stuff with Carradine. I think most people like the second half. I mean, the first one's great because you have the arms cut off, but... It's necessary. Well, it's great because people always think that Tarantino is such a violent director. He's... Any one of his movies, you have violent scenes, yes, but he's mostly a... Talky. He's a, he's a talky director. Sometimes talky his dialogue writer. can be a bit... Death Proof is my least favorite movie by him. That's where his the dialogue first, is the worst, I think. Only the first proof. half of Death Proof. Yeah. The second half works. The first half is horrible. It reminds me of like how half. I think he gets trapped in that same thing Kevin Smith does, where he's so fucking like enamored with his own dialogue that it gets to where he's like writing to himself. Yeah. You know, where it's like, this is fucking brilliant and when I that's my thing is I write dialogue. That's what Kevin Smith says that all the time. Well, you do, and sometimes it gets a little too like this is obviously a Kevin Smith script, because look at the way people talk. And that's it's why I overblown. think I hated Zack and Mary, because it was Smith dialogue with non-Smith actors, which I get what he was trying to do. Clerks 2 had some bad Smith dialogue, man. I, dude, I this is a separate conversation. I, I know, I know. I love me some Clerks 2. So I'll have to say, <laughs> I'll have to say my top five of 2009, Zombieland, Crank 2, Star Trek, District 9, and Glorious Bastards. CJ? District 9, Coraline, Star Trek, Watchmen, Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes, just barely though. Don't don't flame me too much for that one. I'm not going to. Honorable Actually, mentions. I didn't see that many movies. <laughs> <laughs> honorable mention too. Um, honorable mentions. I, Ready? Yeah, List okay. your honorable mentions and go. Up. Okay. I'm not uh, gonna talk about it. Just go. List them. Uh, Pineapple Express. Okay. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> I love you, man. I only had two. I love you, man. And my honorable mentions are Avatar. I love you, man. <laughs> Observe and report. Up. The Hangover. Land of the Lost, Watchmen, G.I. Joe, Men Who Stare at Goats, Friday the 13th. Well, it just makes sense because you saw a lot more movies than I did. I did. I did. I did. <laughs> movies that were supposed to be awesome but that we did not see. Moon, Hurt Locker, Thirst, half the movies on my list for CJ. Right. Sounds fucking fantastic. Now I think it's time for some motherfucking voicemail? Sure, why not? Do you have more stuff to talk about? No, not really. You're looking like you have more stuff to talk about, CJ. No. Anything else to talk about? Well, we were going to no, go we into we future games. We, we were, were going to do that. We were. But we I decided. To, I decided I don't want to bring this podcast down. We're in a good mood. Okay, well, I'm just going to mention... Um, Bam, go. Future okay, games uh, for CJ, no, 2010. No, no, not even that. I'm going to bring no. it back to one thing. I'm going to bring it back to something. Zombieland. Zombieland. Uh, did you Did you know who the runners-up were for special guest stars? I did not. Oh, I heard. I heard that. Uh, I believe uh, Patrick Swayze was one. Swayze, and he actually wrote. Yeah. An entire big long part where they're like in a house, and um. I did. The I did, I did read zombie that. Swayze comes up behind and does the ghost uh, Potter's wheel thing, oh my God. and then tries to bite. You know. And there was all kinds of fucking Swayze references and Swayze jokes, and it went on for a while and stuff, and it didn't happen. I did happen. read that, and honestly, I'm, I, I'm, I'm because I'm, I think I don't know if he had been dead before. No, he wasn't dead before. Okay, but, but I think sick. he got sick. He got really sick was before sick. they could film it. Yeah, that's what I remember reading. Is right. that like it was like it was the way I remember reading that, and that that would have been great. And I'm, I mean, there were some others too, but that's what that was one that stuck out in my mind. Swayze, yeah, yeah, was Swayze. that was the big one. So. I remember like about a year or two before the movie came out, or whatever. Before I mean, well, before it was spoiled a huge that that was the big. Swayze's in it. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be hilarious. Mm -hmm. He's gonna do that. And they, they did. They did. They did. They did. Uh, uh, Murray. And they in the asked film, a bunch of other people too before Murray. He was like the last one. But in the film, because I believe, oh, 
Because they didn't think he'd do it. I guess uh, Harrelson just called him up as a favor. But I believe that the film, and I'm drunk, and it's two and a half hours almost in, or two hours in, the per, the company that put out the film is also the same company. Is I think it's Columbia. Columbia Pictures put out Zombieland, and Columbia Pictures also did Ghostbusters and all mm, this other okay. shit. So they were able to actually show, they in the movie, they show some of his films, and they reference his films by line. Which they might not have been able to do if they didn't own it. Right. Would I have loved Swayze? Give me some Bodie. Bodie caught that fucking wave and he showed Keanu what was up. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Rest in peace, motherfucking Bodie. It's time for some motherfucking voicemail. Two zero six three five zero eight eight five eight. That's right, two zero six three five zero eight eight five eight. You can call and leave a message. Leave a message about fruity, 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 fruity. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. What condition my condition was in? I woke up this morning with the sun down, shining in. I found my mind in a brown paper bag, but then I tripped on a cloud and fell eight miles high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, what condition my condition was in. Hey there, Rob. I just called to sing into my phone. It's like I'm on American Idol, except Ryan Seacrest isn't there with his lovely haircut. Um, yeah, and furthermore, let's just all go ahead and listen to me sing for five minutes, because you don't have anything better to do. Of course you don't. Hey there, Rob. Oh, I already said that. Let's get back to let's get back to where I was going with this. Furthermore, uh, no, really, Hawkin. I I, uh, I got nothing on that one. Um, I don't have shit. It, yeah, you like the Lebowski. It seems to be that you gave us the answer to a question that no one asked, which is what condition you're in. Yeah, I don't know what even the question was. I mean, granted, listen, listen, listen. You're no Doctor Richard Grace Esquire, Hawkin. Mm. Only Dr. Richard Grace Esquire can call on and sing a song and make us laugh. Because you can imagine that he's driving his car. Mm, that's right. He's calling us. Yeah. And he's probably on some sort of uh, uh, self-medication. Yeah. Most likely. Where we as uh, uh, being CJ It's like having Hunter S. Townsend call in. Yes. Where yeah. we know that you are probably riding a bicycle. Or a moped. <laughs> or a moped. It's probably like a bicycle. Hey Rob, I like the vibration on the moped. <laughs> oh, Hawkin. Next time, why don't you sing a song from Pump Up the Volume? Next voicemail. Hey Rob and CJ, Ari here. Okay, I don't know which one of you two pandas fails more. Rob for his for his Beatles hate, or CJ for having a house and never inviting anybody over, okay? CJ, bro, look it, I have a small house too, 
It's not big at all. But you know what? I want people over there all the time, bro. And I don't give a shit what it looks like. If it's dirty, if I got fucking dirty dishes all over the place, fucking Sarah's underwear is all over, strung all over the fucking house. I don't care, bro. I really don't care, because you know what? I got video games, I got movies, I got board games, and I got some friends. And I, I like it when they come by and, you know, we, we, we throw the dice, play Risk for a few hours, get on the rock band. Come on, CJ. CJ. Bro. Seriously. Seriously. You don't have to do shit. You don't have to fucking do shit, bro. Listen to me on this. You have a home. All you gotta do is pick up the phone and say, Hey, come on over. That's it, bro. That's it. You don't have to do anything else. That's it. You don't have to even leave the house. They come to you, my brother. They come to your house, and you get to just fucking sit on the couch and, you know, maybe open the door for them when they knock. Hey, guys get hungry, order a pizza. That's how it goes, bro. Trust me. It's, it's simple. And it's fun. You should do it, bro. Seriously. Get some people over. Have a party. Have a few laughs. Have a beer. Good shit, brother. Good shit. Goodbye. <laughs> well, uh, m m Mr. Mr. Schwartz. I mean, Mr. Strosenberg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi uh, all true, and even more coincidentally, something we talked about earlier in this episode. Um, I do like the Die Hard reference. Yes, I fail for the Beatles rock band. Uh, I think CJ has has said enough about how much I fail when it comes to the Beatles. And yes, I fail for not having Rob over yet, but this will be remedied in the future. So Soon? Rest assured, Soon? Rob will be over at my house. Mm. And Ari, you will not because you don't live in Minnesota. It's true. So, and also, I have a strict no Jew policy. <laughs> no Jews allowed in his house. You heard kidding. it. I'm kidding. kidding. I'm kidding. I have a policy where once a week I let a Jew come in and clean my house. Fruity, 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 fruity. Hey, Rob, it's Ed. So I know this week that Conan O'Brien got screwed out of the Tonight Show. And uh, Jay Leno is coming back on. And we know that basically everywhere on the internet, people have been supporting Conan. I mean, that's what I've been basically seeing on the internet, in the media, all pretty much everywhere. So I gotta ask, who in the hell is supporting Jay Leno outside of some, you know, network hacks? I can't even say it's like middle America supporting Jay Leno, because I know you and CJ live in Minnesota, so I know there's gotta be cool people in middle America. So. Who the hell is supporting Jay Leno and want him back on The Tonight Show? This is a question I gotta ask. I don't know, I, I gotta find out who these people are, because you know, these people are pretty much a plague on comedy. Uh, we already talked about that. Uh, Leno's fans are the blue hairs that want mm. their comedy safe. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, they want their headlines that are all up in arms over this whole thing. They want their headlines. Mm. They don't want some crazy ginger guy shaking his head crazy and making jokes about La Bamba. They want headlines. And like my parents, don't get Conan at all. They don't get it. But they'd probably watch a little bit of Leno. They don't, but they probably would, I guess. And that's the best part is like Letterman was my always... My mom's like, uh, Conan looks like a puppet. Well, and I'm and like, you know, he kind of does. He, well, he does. I think he, he realizes that, too, because he does a puppet string all the time. Yeah, and he plays with but, it. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, I think old people just don't get it. But see, okay, uh, here's the, here's, here's where, I think here's where it divides, and I think we talked about it possibly, and, like, not a bad thing. You have, I mean, in, prior to all this brouhaha, and even prior to Conan taking over Leno's spot, you had, essentially, at the same time, 
Leno and Letterman. Mm-hmm. And you had the generation that picked the abs- well, more, I mean, and to me it was always kind of like safe as well, but the more absurdist Letterman humor, uh, humor. Yeah. The more safe Leno, and then you had like the dark horse Conan. Our generation was like Conan. Yeah. The generation that was probably 10 years older than us, Letterman. Letterman. And the generation probably 20 to 30 years older than us, Leno. Leno. Or so, Carson. Or Carson, yeah. And I, you know, even even back in the day, Carson. I'll get up for Carson. I'll get up for Carson, dude. Him and that fucking stupid pet You can't not give up for I, yeah, Carson. Car- he was a classy he paved motherfucker. The way. He was classy. Conan will definitely give it up for Carson too. So. And he did. Yeah. And his in his little in his little speech. So I'd say the generation, the 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 generation, the the fans of Leno are the people that like to be patronized and just like ha ha ha. They just want safe see more humor. Butts. They they still want OJ Simpson jokes because they remember it, they get the reference because they can't keep up with all the current references. Yes. They want old references, cause I get it. I don't gotta watch fucking you know whatever current is going on in movies and Hollywood and whatnot because I, I don't know I can't keep up with it. And to an extent, you can't keep up on the boards occasionally because of the way you live. You don't have time to go on the boards a lot. So some of the in jokes you don't really. Oh, dare you bring this back to me, you son of I a bitch! I bring it back because that's what I do, motherfucker. But it's true. Like there's just you 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 get comfortable and you. No, like yeah, it. I'd, I'd say it's pretty. You're not a little fault. fan. I'm not seeing a well, little fan fault. at all. It's all my fault, really. Well, yeah. The reason Leno is taking me. over Conan is CJ Larson's fault. Hmm? Send all hate mail to CJ at podcast.com. Why? Because I never gave him a brand new radio email. Because <laughs> why? He's on the boards. He doesn't give a shit. Podcast <laughs> CJ at podcast.com. Um, but also, Ed, I'd like to blame you because uh, you call into our show and sing in a, a song from a movie that came out in 1996. Did you just see it? Possibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a good chance. He's like, Maybe. what's this Big Lebowski thing all about? Mm, Jeff Bridges? I'll watch that. It wasn't so bad. Well, at least you called in. It good effort. Good effort, Ed. Good effort. Good, yeah, effort. good hustle. Good hustle. Yeah. That's my cock against my chest. And Ari, I didn't mean it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. You can wash my car too. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. What's that from? That's from SNL. There you go. That's uh, Sergio. Yes, Furiato. I'm I'm racist. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) For Brandon Radio, I'm Rob Hughes. CJ Larson. Have wait no. Oh shit. End. Motherfucking transmission. (laughs) 